Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Good morning, Nooners. Even though you're not listening, because we're not live. <laughs> well, they, I mean, we if, can say anything. If they're watching, they can they can see us right now. Right now on uh, UStream, DJ Master Live. We're live on UStream, uh, and I guess we'll we'll uh, put this out uh, after the fact on uh, Smodco, something like that, or they'll just cut into us live. They'll probably cut into us. Okay, live. cool. I hope so. That sounds violent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> usually, usually when this happens, Will is in a uh, a meeting or something at work, so it's hard for him to uh, switch us over right manually. So uh, it is what it is. But we're here. I ain't worried about it. Um, good morning. Uh, I got uh, Emily O'Hara in the studio with me. Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, the wildly popular Emily O'Hara. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'm a girl. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. Yes. And uh, DJ Master James. Of course. I am here. Uh, Wildly and- popular. I was listening to some of his raps while we oh, were yeah. rating. It was ah. very... I, I, not, not some of his mixes, but some of his actual some raps. Of his raps. Yeah, I, yeah, I, oh, I highly recommend it. Oh, I have to play it's it got a very oh, lovely yeah. sound. I don't Good know if that's stuff. a compliment. In it is. Terms, Thank you. I would call it a lovely sound. I appreciate that. Uh, it's hip hop, right? Yes. Why would you call it lovely? Uh, I just like uh, the Smooth, way it rolled. It had, yeah, it had a sort of a babbling brook kind of feel. Oh, yes. God, you should not review <laughs> hip hop. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know what you mean, and it is a compliment, yeah. but. It's not sexy and hardcore. No. <laughs> Very white and Nabble female. <laughs> yeah. Folk they didn't rapper. call it cute. <laughs> right. oh. God. I got called cute by the girl that dumped me, and I should have known right then. Um, um, you're not cute. If it no. makes you feel any better. No, she said it was sweet and cute and good, and I was like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Uh, you got to look for the signals in life, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, happy belated Father's Day to everybody. Um, uh, yes. Uh, did you guys get a chance to talk to, be with, speak to your I pops? Facebooked him. Yeah? Yeah. Your dad's on Facebook? My dad's on Facebook. My dad's on Facebook. My mom's on Facebook. Does that make you comfortable or uncomfortable? Oh, I'm completely fine with it. I'm not interesting enough to like be ashamed of what comes <laughs> up on Facebook. <laughs> Are they interesting yeah. enough to be on Facebook? My mom is. My mom loves the cute memes. She likes the oh, cat boy. memes. Oh, boy. And oh, anything about <laughs> India, I usually see. She had a poster, not a poster, she had a, a picture of a, a hamster in a full suit of armor the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. It is ridiculous. Was there, was there any text to go along with this? No, I don't think you really need any when you have a hamster in a full suit of armor. All right, that's a good point. <laughs> it, could be, it could be one of those like a, a, a seed meme, like where people start putting any kind of text right. on it and it becomes the big thing, like those Right, a seed meme. Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. Everybody has their say. Gene Wilder. I don't know. Uh, James? Yes. Any contact with the pops? Uh, I did talk to my father. Um, As as the listeners know, my stepfather passed away a couple years ago, which was the man that kind of more or less raised me. So it's always a reflective, uh, obviously, a reflective time for me. Yeah. Uh, as far as him, but my biological father, yes, I, I did call him. We we talked, and we're, we're getting close. I think what happens is men, as we get older, I don't. I've noticed this anyway. Men tend to get weepier and and mm-hmm. more, you know. God, I don't the fuck that happened more. to me, Jesus. <laughs> I made well, it maybe twenty four hours without crying in yeah, the last but you're three still, weeks. <laughs> you're still a young man. You're still mm-hmm. a young man. I, I forgot how that song goes. You're still a young <laughs> baby. Anyway. 
you're, you'll be fine, brother. Right, right. That. But yeah, you know, it, as as he's gotten older, he's kind of uh, let go of that macho, you know, can't say the the L word to his own right. son type thing. Mm. So he actually, I, I you know, I always say it just to hear the uncomfortableness on him. Like, All right, Dad, <laughs> love you, Dad, and just to hear him like. But this time he's like, "Hey, love you too, son." Nice. Yeah. So it's like, what yeah, a right. gift. yeah, what a treat. Nice. Um, <laughs> my father passed away as well, maybe uh, ten, eleven years ago. Um, so similarly, Father's Day is, is not my favorite. But yeah. uh, I tried something a little different, uh, and it was very, it was very emotional. But I'm glad I did it. I actually, I used the voice memo on my phone uh-huh. and uh, just went for a walk and. Uh, behaved as if I was calling him and just talked yeah. to him, you know, talk to him uh, about some stuff that's going on and oh, wow. just checking in with him and, you know, thanking him for, for all that he's given me yeah. and, and, you know, continues to give me every day. You are sweet. Or broken hearted. Yeah. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> or I'm just a mess. Yeah, uh, but it was, uh, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. Um, yeah. cause I, I, I definitely miss him all the time. Uh, I, we can go around and do uh, favorite dad stories, uh, but one of the th- this is just a he just had such a sharp mind. Um, I asked him what Scent of a Woman was about because I I've been hearing so much about it and I didn't know I didn't know a thing about it. I can't tell from the title, and I, I think back then the trailers didn't really tell you any sort of plot, and right. it's not really about the plot anyway. It's about right. the character. So uh, so I, he he had they had come back from the movies Scent of a Woman. I said, "What is that about?" And he said, "It's about Al Pacino getting the Oscar." no bullshit just seeing right through it was great um so did you send your dad a public message on facebook no this is is a private did you post oh okay send him just a private as opposed to an email or a phone call yeah which was really uh, my my dad and i have kind of a a tricky relationship it's not tricky i just have to uh get over the fact that he wasn't my favorite father (laughs) um (laughs) who was your favorite father uh, I don't in film, television, or comic books. Oh, that's a good question. It is. Um, I'll throw this out to the listeners who may or may not be listening at this point. <laughs> uh, favorite yeah. father figure, favorite uh, father fictional figure. or uh, or real? I can't think of one right now. Um, I always there wasn't thought, someone you wish was your dad. Thought, I always thought Sean Connery would be an amazing dad, but then I read all that stuff about him beating women, and I and my dream <laughs> yeah. just exploded. It's like he's so like manly, seems like kind of guy that puts you up on his shoulder and carry you around the fair all day, and and you know teach you how to shoot a gun and and teach you how to dr- change a tire and like be like a good dad. And then I read, I found out about all these articles that he was <laughs> Mac and the lady folks, and I and, oh my, I felt so betrayed by him. Like yeah. my, I found this horrible secret out about my father. I love the the sweetness and the power of the father in um, Gladiator. God, I don't even... He was the father figure to uh, uh, Russell Crowe, but then he got murdered by his actual son, uh, Lispy, hair-lipped uh, oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, yeah. yeah. I don't remember that movie very well. I was not impressed by it. No, I wasn't blown away, but I saw it twice in a short amount of time. And every time I do that, a movie sticks in my head. Like, I have Wayne's World memorized because I saw it twice in one week. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, yeah. It just stays up there. James, father figure? Um, I, honestly, Professor Xavier, I always thought, would be a great dad. He is a caring, he kind individual. He couldn't, like, run after you to, to, to whoop your up. ass. Yeah, to whoop your ass. <laughs> the only problem would be, James, <laughs> stop masturbating, James. <laughs> like, fuck, fuck. 
would <laughs> <laughs> be right there in my head. Okay, like, but okay, I would have, I would be with you on this. But have you read the very first X Men comic? The very first X Men comic written by Stanley. I you have, know, but I have, recently. but I don't remember. Okay, it. there's this panel in it, and it's one panel that never gets referenced to again. Is it the one with Iceman covered in snow and looking ridiculous? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay by me. Um, no, this is a panel of of the professor sitting there thinking about Gene, saying, "I don't know the exact quote." He's thinking about Gene Gray, and he's saying, "If only you saw me, like if only you didn't see me as your professor, and you saw me as your lover, or something like that." Ooh, where he he confesses that. his love for Gene, who's like sixteen. In fairness, Gene oh. Gray was always pretty hot. Yeah, she's pretty dreamy redhead. Redheads, you're quite hot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that out loud? Dad, Dad, <laughs> Dad, turn, turn your telepathic powers off. I, I, can, I can hear you lusting after me, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's no, where it did get a little weird. No wonder she turned into the Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it must be you? tough when all, you go through life with everybody wanting to fuck you all the time. Yeah. Oh. Um, Darren uh, tweets As in. if I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking from experience, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin Arnold's dad from The Wonder Years was oh, a yeah. solid uh, fictional pop. I have to admit, I I've never seen a minute of The Wonder Years. No, oh, I, it's I so think God. I think that show, that entire show, came and went when I was living in Europe, mm. and it was not a it was not a thing Drinking over there. Aver. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it was Guinness at the time, actually. Oh, okay, um, but uh, what was it? Mid nineties that show. Yeah, yeah. Because I was in, I was in early 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 nineties. Yeah. Okay, I was in Europe like ninety six to two thousand, and uh, didn't have a TV for a lot of that. So. Yeah. It was a really good show. It was super sweet. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll take your guys' word for it. Yeah. Um, maybe Malcolm's dad. For Malcolm in the Middle. Who is now oh, right. Walter White. <laughs> <laughs> Hell of a dad right I don't right know there. if I could trust him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was a lot of fun, though. As uh, Whatever his name was on. Brian Malcolm. Brands. Oh, uh, the dad name. I don't know the yeah. character. How about Apollo and Midnighter from uh, The Authority when they start uh. raising Jenny Quarks? <laughs> How about you talk about something that I have the slightest clue as to what you're talking about? They'd be pretty amazing, dads. Can we be honest? It's basically Batman and Superman. Yeah. It's a gay couple raising you. In a what? Is this a TV? This is The Authority. It's a comic book. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Really good. That's going to be my my solid. Because they they beat women, but only when they're supervillains. Ah, there you go. (laughs) That's, you get a pass. Yeah. That's, you get a get out of jail card for yeah being for beating a super, super villain, villainous. <laughs> yeah. um, Lou chimes in with Mr. Incredible from the Incredibles. He was a blast. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was a good that. pop. Yeah. Coach, coach from uh, Cheers. No, I was thinking. Didn't he, he was on the show Coach? Oh, the actor from, who played from the, the show Coach. No yeah, one has right. forgotten Freaks and Geeks, Yako. No one has forgotten Freaks and Geeks. Uh, oh, uh, the uh, Second City guy, uh, the father in that one. Uh, oh fuck! What's his name? Well, while you look that up, Coach was Craig T. Nelson. I Craig T. Nelson, that. yeah. And also, speaking of Coach, uh, uh, the Friday Night Lights dad. Um, what? Sorry, it's the first time I just saw. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll talk, we'll talk about that later. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Do I need to get cue up the dramatic stinger? <laughs> In a <What>? minute. <laughs> All right. Uh, a little premature. Yeah, the, uh, the, the guy from Friday Night Lights, the... Um, the the father on that, I thought he was just incredible. Joe Flaherty. Yes. Joe Flaherty is the second city guy from uh Ooh, Atticus Finch, yeah. Um I was thinking Crispus oh, Atticus. Yeah. I was like, why does <laughs> the black guy from the seventeen hundreds? What does he have to do with anything? Uh yeah, um 
Not Gary Cooper. Uh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. No, that's good. I'm I'm lost on names today. Uh, I'm always lost on names. Who's the um, – not Cary Grant, not know. Gary Cooper. Uh, anyway, it's Kyle Chandler, Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights that I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Of. And uh, – and, um, James Cagney? No. <laughs> yeah, dirty rat. <laughs> Jimmy uh, – Jimmy Stewart Jimmy would Stewart. be a great Stewart. dad. That's not Gregory Peck. <laughs> Gregory, Gregory Peck, Peck from uh, oh. from uh, from To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill Fish. a Mockingbird. Also, a book. Right. Can I throw that out there? Yeah, uh. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, there are a lot of really fantastic dads in in literature. That's for sure. I'll think of one any second now. <laughs> yeah, you lost him. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that then. All right. Well, cheers to you, fathers and yes. father figures. Yes. Um, anyone seen the uh, new Superman? How is, he's got two fathers. I could talk ad nauseum about how much I have not seen the new Superman. I know. That's actually a lie. Yeah, no, you pretty much... I that's, pretty much just say one yeah, thing. That's, haven't no, seen it. Haven't seen it. Done. <laughs> Heard a lot of reviews. We got in, a big, got in a big discussion with my roommate about in action movies... Uh, how unimpressive a lot of action sequences are, not because they're visually unimpressive, but because the people in the film aren't impressed by them. Huh. For example, and this is, the, this is the example I used when talking to him, is when you watch A Princess Bride and there's that, uh, the sword fight A between, Princess Bride? Not The Princess the Bride? The Princess Bride. When you watch A Princess the, Bride. The you Princess said, you Bride. Said, uh, Just any <laughs> random you said, Princess Bride. You said A Princess yeah. Bride. So. Any of those films. You said A uh, Princess Bride. So okay. I just wanted to make sure. So there's that, there's that fight between uh, uh, Inigo Montoya and uh, Wesley. Oh, that's in The Princess Bride. Yeah. Perhaps you've seen it. <laughs> I have. Twice in one week. Yeah, I've been I'll, right. help yeah. <laughs> I'll help you out, Em. And they're both. Thank you. <laughs> They're both, but they're both, they're, they're having a sword fight. And during the sword fight, they're talking and they're both so impressed with each other. And they're so wow. impressed by themselves that as a viewer, you go, wow, they're really good. Of course, they're really good. And they're, they're, it's an exceptional fight sequence. But you're also being told by the people on the screen that in this world, this is amazing. Right. And then when you have, you know, action sequences where, uh, you know, people are punching each other through buildings, like yes. building after building and, and, you know, horrible structural damage is being done. And neither of the characters are impressed. Like nobody goes, mm. nobody stands up, dusts themselves off and says, holy shit, that was just four that, buildings you that, punched through. Yeah. And the other guy doesn't go, oh my God, I just punched him through four. Like there's never So much that collateral moment. damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you are unimpressed as a viewer because nobody in that world is unimpressed. There's something really missing. Like, yeah. you know, there's yeah. nobody standing by going, wow, you just killed my Aunt. So you think if, they, if you just had a cutaway to an extra with his mouth agape, the no, no, stakes but, in a movie would just go in an action movie would go through the roof. To be honest, I really feel like it has to be the people involved in the fight to know that it's having some effect on them as the characters that you're attached to. I feel like like they maybe. Have to be, although I will say like this is a terrible be. example because it's a terrible movie starring someone I don't enjoy anyway, even mm-hmm. in his good movies. Although I don't know that I've seen one. Uh, but uh, the Green Hornet, there was that moment where Seth Rogen was like, wow, that was a really big explosion. That's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. But no, like... Just yeah, that was some a really sort of, bad Seth Rogen impression. <laughs> of, of shock of like the, what, what I'm capable of doing, of what's happening, of, of you know... Especially- like Dwayne Wade looking at his hand when he makes like consecutive three-pointers and he's like, oh, my yes. hand's on fire. Yeah. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> I am amazing. Yeah, a little bit. Maybe. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sports, 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 sports. Sports. Yeah. sports. But that was one thing. That was my roommate's review was like, why are there so many people being thrown through buildings and I'm just not impressed? Right. Yeah. 
Well, you know, New Yorkers are – well, it's Metropolis, right? But mm-hmm. – it's New York, isn't it? Isn't it supposed to be, or is it supposed to be patterned after Toronto or something? Uh, I think I think uh, Metropolis is patterned after Toronto, but yeah, it's supposed to exist in an alternative world where there is no yeah. New York. Or is that true? No, I think it exists. Is there in like America. New York and and every? Is there is there other real cities in the DC universe? Yeah. yeah, but the action just takes place in these fake ones. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Well, I I'm think not- they're patterned after New York, kind of mm-hmm. uh, in the movies. So right. maybe it's just because New Yorkers are just fucking jaded. Right. <laughs> they <Yeah>. don't care. <laughs> like, as long as you don't knock down my Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, cut away to that guy. Yeah. Somebody did a – there was an economist who did a an, an estimate of the Avengers of how much it would cost. Oh, Jesus. Like the damage that was the shown. City after. Yeah. yeah, and it was something like $7 billion yeah. to put New York City after Loki had his way with it. Well, I'm sure Tony Stark would have pitched him for his own yeah. personal uh, <laughs> wealth. Yeah, at least for his building. Uh, Christopher Brown throws in the main character in Big Fish. Yeah. I'm assuming that's going back to the debt. Is it the Albert Finney? I think the guy the who told character. all the stories. Yes. Yeah, it's Albert Finney and Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Right, right. Well, see, because you could argue that Billy Crudup is the main character in Big Fish. I guess you could. I just did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he argued so much as made a point. And I don't know if I, I spoke so much as thing. kind of belched my way through it. Um. Yeah. But <laughs> well, yeah, he was a fascinating dad. He, he had was. the imagination, the romanticism. Right. Uh, Good storytelling. That's yeah, one thing yeah. you look for in a father, isn't it? Good storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Brown also jumps in that the, uh, all the collateral damage in Men of Steel uh, got tired. Was getting tired. I have heard yeah. polarizing reviews. I've heard people that just thought it tanked. Uh, and failed on every level. I've heard people that thought it was an utter rebirth of the character. Right. Can't wait to see it again. I, it's interesting. I would, you would think Superman would be a big character for me because he was created by two high school kids in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, he's quintessentially American, and, and in spite of my cynicism, I actually am a patriotic dude. Mm-hmm. And also, I was writing and drawing comic books in Cleveland with my friends and we at were at the same time. <laughs> no, no, I'm not 95 years old. Uh, but we, we constantly drew inspiration from the fact that they created the most iconic character in comic book history right. as high school kids in Cleveland doing what we were doing. Our characters were not as iconic. Um, <laughs> they were X-Men ripoffs, but, um, and they were all based on us and we gave ourselves girlfriends cause we couldn't do that in real life. Um, God, 20 years wow. later, nothing's changed. <laughs> um, and also while, while we were doing that, uh, it was, uh, Superman's 50th anniversary was celebrated and there was a huge convention in Cleveland. It was my, my first like comic con, mm-hmm. uh, uh, type convention, lots of body odor. Um, <laughs> but I did get those rare, I keep going on about this, uh, scourge, uh, storyline in Captain America back in the eighties. There were a couple issues in that storyline I could never get my hands on, but I got my hands on them there. Mm. Probably overpaid for them, but whatever. Yeah. That's what you do. Like, um, so you'd think it would be a much bigger character to me, but there's something, you know, and it's what everyone discusses. There's something about his invincibility. Yeah. Invulnerability that is, that is kind of dull, frankly. And, yeah. and I, I like that they're trying to take, uh, from what I understand, they're trying to make him it would be so lonely, mm-hmm. you know, to be the only one of your kind, mm-hmm. to be, you know, to not be able to fit in, to not be able to show off who and what you are and, and be helpful and, and be rewarded for that. You know, right. you just have to sort of hide. Um, I think that's what they're going for uh, to, to a degree in this, in this new film. And that is interesting, but, but it is still like, it's just kind of cheesy. Uh, yeah, I think it's it is. It's just cheesy. It is, but I think, 
I don't know. I used to be kind of like you. I used to be like, oh, who likes Superman? He's There's nothing interesting. There's nothing gritty about him. And there really isn't. There isn't anything gritty about him. But I think there's a lot to be said for sort of – can I be cheesy for a moment? Like, there's wholesomeness. There's something yeah. to be said for wholesomeness for someone who's – you know, mm-hmm. for a role model who's, who's, yeah, who's good for the sake of, of liking life and humanity. Right, right. I mean, I know that's not the theme of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How but dare you? I don't know. Like, uh, Grant Morrison really did, uh, just as a speaking, like he spoke a lot about what it was Grant like. Morrison. I know. Grant Morrison. But growing Grant up in, 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 in the picture of me Morrison. Grant Morrison. I'll have you know Grant Morrison says. <laughs> Your nerd voice is really Really, really yeah, really honing in on that, <laughs> finding it. I'm finding my inner nerd. <laughs> but talk a lot. Whereas Emily's is ex- expressively outer. <laughs> it's because it's authentic. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fake voice that I'm doing right yeah. now. This is this is what I've cultivated. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but no, Grand Morrison says yes. Just talked a lot about uh, uh, like when you are actually when your life actually is gritty and unlikable. That that's when you need these these right. characters. When you yeah. need the people who come in to save the day just because they believe that life is good. And it's mm-hmm. when when your life is really good. That's when you start looking for Batman and right. you know, yeah, exactly. the Marvel <laughs> comics for when life is shitty. And I all I'm saying right now is I need a little good. I need <laughs> right. a little Superman. I do. There there. Are, there is a loneliness to him, of course. I mean, his planet was destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but he gets to he gets to hang out with his dad a lot in like alternate universes. Yeah, well, like he goes to the Fortress of Solitude, and his dad's talking to him. And you're like, wait yeah. a minute, it's fucking dead. What are you, what are you talking to him for? Um, mm-hmm. But there is a there is a loneliness to him. Uh, I did like in Kingdom Come the portrayal. I mean, he was like just alone in a field, like yeah. farming. He's like, fuck Middle-aged. you guys, I give up. Uh, and there was that shot of uh, in the trailer uh, of you know a bearded Henry Cavill uh, working on a f- fishing boat or an oil rig or something, and he, you yeah. could tell he was like, "I'm checking out." You know, rumor is that he's gorgeous. I I, maybe I should see this film because that's the one solid review I've gotten is that throughout he's a gorgeous, gorgeous man. He's a, I mean, he's he's not unattractive. It's it's a handsomeness that I find a little but bland. What didn't he play uh, Jesus in the uh, Passion of the Christ? That's the same Henry Cavill, right? Is it really? I'm pretty sure. Mm, no. I'll find out for us right now. I'm, I'm I would bet. instruct you guys to vamp, but that I always know. makes me panic. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, let's see. Darren uh, at Darren Husted 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 uh, says they make him vulnerable in the film and without kryptonite. So That's right. I heard there was no. Uh, uh, no, Jim Cavizio. Jim Cavizio. All right. Well, I don't know. It was Jesus. What do I know? Yeah, I knew it was a. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um. Yeah, not doing it for me. Maybe we gotta go see the film. Maybe we gotta see him in motion. He did look bad. I do think he looks good, scruffy and bearded. But there's a motion, there's just a yeah, usually that like better. chiseled. I've never had a problem in my life. Look, yeah. Superman look doesn't really doesn't yeah. really do it for me. It, was he emo in this? Because the the last one, <laughs> Superman Returns, for fuck's sake, that was the most depressing fucking. Was it really? <laughs> I didn't see that one movie. either. Don't. I, I wouldn't even waste my time on it. They had kryptonite in that one. It was fucking horrible, horrible. Um, you know, in the, when Superman first appeared in Action Comics number one, he couldn't fly; he leapt. He leapt. That's right. That's why he leaped over tall buildings in a single, single bound. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they added the flying aspect uh, in the first animated version of it because it seemed really dull when you when you have that visual. It's fine in, as a as a in a panel in a comic book mm-hmm. to see someone it leaping. Looks the same. Yeah, um, you can swoosh it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Action lines, yeah. but uh, motion lines. But uh, in when they actually went to uh, um, 
do an animated show, they added the flying because it was more visually interesting. Yeah. Right. I just read that in an entertainment article. And it was quite, quite uh, amazing to see him fly, leap out of a window in the old uh, TV serials uh-huh. or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, right. like just jump out of a window and he's supposed to be flying. And then they'd cut to... <laughs> he was so fucking missing fake. that key middle element. <laughs> yeah, we never see him actually launch off of the ground. It's always right. out of a window in the, the old uh, right. TV show. I don't know if that's a really good image that your superhero is always leaping out of windows. Yeah, he's committing like 1930 <laughs> stockbroker yeah. kind yeah. of gesture. <laughs> right, and then in the end, uh, yeah, there's suspicion that uh, that 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 uh, the actor playing him committed. Yeah. By leaping out of a window? Uh, no, it was a gunshot wound. Shot himself. Um, oh. So apparently yeah. bullets... Uh, <laughs> Who was the right. actor? Uh, George Reeves. George it? Reeves. But he also there I, also was some suspicion that, that there was foul play yeah. in his death. Ironically, Reeves. Yeah. Same last name. I don't know if there's a curse attached to Both that dead. Both dead. Both tragic. Uh, yeah. You know, he was dead her- before the time. Christopher, yeah. though, got what was pretty heroic in his... I mean, he even was. after he had, after had he was suffered his chair. accident, mm-hmm. he was pretty heroic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like his appearance on Smallville, although I wasn't still following the show at the time. But it was, oh, that's a show it was powerful to see him in, uh, in, in the chair, yeah. still, still performing and, and performing powerfully. Um, I actually saw this, these talks of the early versions of Superman reminds me. I saw a cracked article, uh, seven bizarre early versions of famous characters. And I guess there was this... Batman serial, you guys probably know about this, but there was this Batman serial uh, that started in 1939. It's a couple of YouTube clips of it, um, and it's terrible. It's over the top. The costumes are, are obscene. Um, he looks like an idiot. He's totally out of shape. Um, it's like that, it's that super histrionic acting in the 30s, and he's, he's kind of a jerk, too. Um, and he actually lives in a cave with, like, bat friends and everything it's <laughs> oh, super corny but i guess um there are actually a couple things that from that from that series that uh and, and apparently that they, they cobbled together some of those series into a film and it was so campy and silly that that was the inspiration for the uh super the TV campy show? tv show yeah wow. but there are a couple things in that film that actually made it into the permanent mythos mythos um Greek Cannon. pronunciation of myth. <laughs> um, it, 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 the bat, it actually introduced the bat cave. In, in this one, it was just ah. a cave. <laughs> but uh, um, that's where that came from. Huh. Um, and, uh, and I guess he, he entered it through a grandfather clock inside Wayne Manor, which ended up in the comics. And also Alfred, when he first appeared uh, in early Batman, uh, I guess he was overweight. Um, but the portrayal, the actor who played him, uh, William Austin, uh, was lanky, had a mustache, and that sort of ended up becoming the sort of oh. iconic Alfred look. So as, as big a, as big a turd as that was, yeah, it uh, it did it donated uh, something. It gave yeah, back. Yeah, it became um, uh, what does shit become? Cannon. No, when Legend? you put shit in your garden. Manure. Yeah. Fertilizer. 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 There you go. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would have been better if I'd gotten it off from the first yep. first try. But We're a team. What are you gonna do? Uh, Craig has uh, tweeted in. Hey, Craig Nelson at DJ. Poe White Trash. Craig T. Nelson? The father in The Incredibles? Yes. Uh, No, almost. But uh, he tweeted in a picture here of our lovely Hollywood Boulevard superheroes. Ooh, Bane, Batman. Who's the dude in the middle? It looks like the greatest American hero. It does. I think that's the greatest American hero. Could he be one of The Incredibles? Or he might be one of The Incredibles. could it be? But... I'm 
impressed by some Believe of the costumes that I see on, uh, Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, they have, oh, are, there's a, uh, a bumblebee wicked. from Transformers. Yeah. Oh, have you seen yeah. that guy? Yeah. That's impressive. That's yeah, some of, the, some of the stormtroopers. And then and some of them not so much. Like some of them are just Spider-Man awful. with the pee stains. Right. That, that kind of yeah. ruins it for None me. None of the Hulks yeah. have ever really worked for no. me. And there's a Spider-Man with a fanny pack, too. Yeah, oh, that guy. Dude. Bumblebee gets my gets my vote. Yeah, there's a great documentary, Confessions of a Superhero. I on, saw. Oh, I can't watch that. I think it's on Hulu. Oh yeah. God, is it I awkward about, and weird? Yeah. And the the, yeah. the anger management, the guy who has anger management problems, Batman. who's Batman, goes to therapy in the Batman suit, and you <laughs> oh can t- you can tell he's lying about having killed someone in his past. You know, he's like trying to sound cooler than it's just like, ugh, it's. He actually got a restraining order. After the film was made, they had to put a restraining order on Batman because he was stalking the filmmakers. That's awesome. That's why usually when I roll down there and we hit that light. Don't make eye contact. Yeah, roll the windows up, lock the doors. (laughs) (laughs) But those are superheroes. Shut up, just lock the doors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We sort of strayed from our format by not starting political. I just want to talk a bit about Father's Day. I was hoping nobody noticed that um, we'd done that. I noticed. Because I'm a fan of the show. <laughs> I, I, I respect the format. Um, there's Fanny Pack Spider-Man. Fanny Pack Spider-Man and overweight greatest American hero. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not even blonde with He's curly hair. He's got a fupa. Yeah. <laughs> greatest American hero has a fupa. <laughs> I don't see what's so great about that. Yeah, that's not too great. Um, so uh, Emily was uh, looking up an article on... Um, Companies, I think it's a Yahoo yeah. article. Well, Companies was, that have that might surprise you by having uh, a religious uh, ethos or, or background. Yes, uh, I was. I was. I was behind the scenes. I was backstage at, at, at my theater, and I was starving. And somebody said, "Oh, I have some Chick Fil A that I haven't finished." And thought I to myself, "I can't eat that. I cannot. Yeah. Newt, newt, like I cannot." Take the energy from Chick Fil A right. because they're so hateful to me. And and I turned to my friend and I said, "What is wrong with you shopping it, buying yeah, food? Right. You vote with your dollar." And she said, "Ooh, you vote with your dollar, ladies That's and gentlemen." Good. Yeah, and she said, "They've changed. They've changed their ways." And so I went online and I looked up to see whether or not Chick Fil A had changed their Was ways. Was this all backstage before taking a bite? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and right before going on stage, <laughs> going on smacking. It turns out that in uh, September of last year, they agreed to stop funding anti-gay companies and and making donations to anti-gay causes. Uh, Of course, the gay community is still up in arms about a couple of things here and there, but they did at least agree to stop putting money towards hatred, which I think Hmm. is a step in the right direction. Certainly. Yeah. So I, I, but I found that out by looking at this other. The, the, I found this article that was just a list of religious companies, and I was shocked by some of them, particularly um, um, Curves, the female, the gym, mm-hmm. which is a gym for those of you who don't know, where ladies can go and work out and get hot and sweaty and not feel. Ooh, I like it. Yes, but no men allowed. That's the whole point. Is Ooh, that, I like it even more. <laughs> I, send, I sense a, a movie plot. Women aren't inhibited by having it'll men be, around. It'll be my version of the soul man. Which sounds very... Sort I'm of, not intimidating. No, you're sweet and cute. Yeah. You're oh, cute right. and Fuck. sweet. <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably like you These are values win. that are not prized in today's society, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but he, at the same time, 
like funds anti-abortion stuff and is very pro-choice, which is like, how can you be so, you know, uh, uh, accommodating of women and then take away their rights? Yeah. Huh. I, I thought that was a little... Is it a man who runs the company? It's a man who owns the company. And who installs uh, hidden cameras in all of the... Yeah, and in all of the, yeah. in all of the ch- Come on, changing guys. rooms. Look out for yourselves here. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. Well, it certainly made me look askance at curves. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's like, I'm always looking askance right? at curves. <laughs> but for different reasons. I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one that I was disgusted by was uh, Hobby Lobby. I don't even know the company. A hobby, they're a craft store. Ugh. And I love, I love, I love me some crafts. I'm gonna throw this out there. There's a big difference between art and crafts. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> um, but that's where I get all my painting stuff. Some, well, not here, not anymore. But I used to get painting stuff at, at Hobby Lobby. Mm. Not anymore after reading this article, because apparently they had a big stink <laughs> about having to provide uh, health care for women who wanted contraceptive. Huh. Who wanted their contraceptives covered by health care. Right. And I think that's just abominable. I think that's yeah. just sick. Yeah. That's a mess. Yeah. Um, just for the record, I have no beef with a uh, company I'm allergic background. I love uh, In-N-Out Burger. And they, you know, they're very subtle about it, but they have a, a passage from the Bible on the mm-hmm. bottom on of the, the bottom. drinks or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I, I have no beef with, with religion and with taking – some of the tenets of your religion and applying it to how you treat your employees and how you, I, um, you know, just in general, obviously the specifics that you're talking about, I, I do find offensive. And you yeah. know, if well, your religion tells hurtful. you to hate, yeah, if your religion tells For you to reason. hate gays, if your religion yeah. tells yeah. you to, what, you know, Tyson foods here has a really lovely thing that I just read about. They're Christian and apparently they offer to their employees. They have a reverend. Maybe you should read it. Cause I'm not entirely sure, but they have a Tyson reverend. foods employs, 1,290 office chaplains to provide compassionate pastoral care to employees. I think that's awesome. Like, you, yeah. I, I'm assuming you don't have to partake in it if you don't want to, but what a lovely thing to offer the people who would find it comforting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and I eat their frozen chicken all the time. In <laughs> fact, I, the reason I was late this morning is I cooked an ambitious breakfast that's with right. some frozen Tyson, Tyson chicken products. Yeah, We're going right. to make a band called Ambitious Breakfast. Ambitious Breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Punk band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's more thrash, but whatever. And then, and then maybe Tyson can hire us to do their jingle. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple other <laughs> companies. Like most of them, what I was encouraged to see was that most of them, with the exception of about two, were not hateful. They were just, you know, quietly. That's where they're coming their, from. Yeah, yeah, just quietly celebrating their faith. And obviously, their business and their faith are both part of their lives, and they meet. And I do love I, – I, what I particularly like about Tyson is that that to me is the nature of, uh, of uh, the good the, – the, the, the nature of the, the positive power of religion of, is yeah, this is something that comforts me. This is where I'm coming from and I'm offering it to you. Yeah. If you would like it. This, is, this has brought me comfort and here is – if you feel you need comfort or you feel you might be comforted by it, that door is open. I've provided right. – access to that comfort mm-hmm. versus this is how I feel. And, versus a crusade. Right. This is how I yeah. feel. And now you have to feel that way too. And if you don't, you're, you're burning in flames. It's right. Like, uh, or I'll withhold right. your rights as a human being from you. Right. With the power of my money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I feel a little. So we just, we just oh, shit. Uh, mocked <laughs> yeah. one of our beloved listeners. Yeah, we did. Sorry about that. That's pretty much what we did. Uh, it turns out that photo of the greatest American hero was, uh, Craig Nelson our at DJ Power Trash listener. himself. Um, Craig Nelson. I admire your chutzpah. 
Um, you're very handsome. And, uh, <laughs> I take back the fupa comment. Um, How pleased well, am I that I didn't say anything? Yeah, right. See, this is, you know, the Buddha tells us never to speak negatively of anyone. That's and this right. is why. And this yeah. is why. Yeah, Although and- Spider-Man is still wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> right. Still- Fuck that's that guy. A- Fuck that even guy. The, even the fact. Buddha would admit that that guy's a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Buddha, there was this, there was, and I have some, I'm kind of conflicted over this. There was an article, um, uh, I found this one on the Telegraph, um, of a, a video of Thai Buddhist monks um, on a private jet mm-hmm. rocking like expensive headsets and uh, nice like aviator yeah, sunglasses and just kind of chilling. And, you know, obviously the complaint is, is that it's, it's, uh, it's going against their religion and, and um, yeah, they're supposed to renounce all worldly exactly exactly um <laughs> but and gray, there, been, gray beats aren't included in <laughs> right. manifesto and there have been there have been, there've been <laughs> other uh, other instances of um monks uh you know abusing alcohol having sex with women uh extortion um being accused of, of extortion um and otherwise not adhering to buddha's teaching of simplicity and self-restraint um i don't know i watched the video and they look pretty happy to me. Yeah. They look pretty chill and content. And I'm like, isn't how do that, they get the money? Isn't like, that what? Right? Isn't that what Buddhism's all about? Just being kind of chill, being happy, yeah, yeah sure. being kind of comfortable in yeah. your skin and feeling all right with yourself in the world. Yeah. I, now, I don't know that this private jet is from their money or if it's some some like Richard Branson is like, come meditate with me. Right. I'll send my private jet. <laughs> yeah. And and in the pocket of of your seat, you'll have. Sunglasses and Drabeats headphones, you know. And yeah. preferably when he roasted peanuts. And I, yeah, I understand uh, that 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 goes against uh, some of the tenets of Buddhism. But at the same time, you know, when when life's opening up doors like this, I walk through them. Yeah. yeah, get your kicks, man. Well, that's the question: is like, why are they in? Like, don't if, be such a monk about if it. You're gonna be one of these people who's judgmental and wanting to, you know. Uh, uh, put your nose in other people's business and judge, then I think you should definitely know what's going on. You know, like right. if it is a situation if somebody sent them out to pick them up and it happened to be a private jet, then back off. If, if it's a jet that they bought by, you know, having a sweatshop. No, no, I will walk there. No, no, do not send jet. I will walk there. Uh, there's an ocean, but then never mind. I will swim. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, dude, get on the fucking plane. Relax. Get on the plane. Here, here's some Dre beats. Right. <laughs> Check out Daft Punk's new album. They look cool as hell, too. Yeah. I, I, I wish I was a, a chill-ass monk. Monks are pretty fast. Wearing aviators in a private yeah. jet. That'd be great. Yeah. So back off, Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel a little uh, disingenuous doing this because we got on the air so late. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the top of the hour. You're yes. listening to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast Internet Radio Networks. Yeah, we were a little late. Does that mean we get to run over? Yeah, we can. Yeah, take that, <laughs> other people. Yes, we can. Beats <laughs> getting back to our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. All right, what else you got for us, and Brother Bill? dead silence. Oh, dead right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Just, dead air on radio. We're going to go long. And then <laughs> we, just had, we just had a moment of luxury when we yeah. realized we got to go long, kicked back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have other bread. material. I was just trying to get to it organically. You don't have to jump down my <laughs> fucking throat. It's like a first date every time you're on the air. You just don't want to have silence. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a fan of uh, LeVar Burton. Oh, I think he's fun. Oh, yes, Jordy LaForge. Uh, Jordy LaForge, Reading Rainbow. Uh, Kunta Kinte. Ah, Kunta. Mm-hmm. Toby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your name? <laughs> Kunta Kinte. I actually haven't seen Roots. I just assume it's something like that. Um, it is. Uh, there's a whip. I've seen that. that scene I have yeah. seen, yeah. Uh, yeah. Total badass. Yeah. Uh, and there was this, this cheap journalism. There was this headline that, that was like, the, uh, 
the one thing LeVar Burton wouldn't do or something like that. And I was like, oh, wow. The, the, you know, I thought it might be, you know, he was asked to do something that was demeaning or, or potentially racist or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's a Yahoo News article. They're so <laughs> cheap yeah, um, and, uh, and sensationalist. And you click on the actual article and it's LeVar Burton's summer reading, reading musts and turning kids into readers for life. And then buried in the article is one idea a producer had during Reading Rainbow that he wouldn't do, which is uh, like they, they were at a, a farm and it was like chasing a greased pig or something like that, which... Yeah, I can see why you wouldn't want to do that. Something it's a little banal, yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It it, it, it wasn't. It, that, it that wasn't was headline worthy. Yeah, was the- <laughs> yeah. It was like the one thing he wouldn't do. What? <laughs> um, but it, it did make me think, especially in terms of, of acting, um, but just in general. And, and put this out to the you tweet in if you if this has happened to you guys. Uh, what uh, what's what's a, um, something that you just wouldn't do? Like, where did you draw the line, either in your career or in your personal life? Where you were like, I, dude, I'm I'm not doing that. Trannies. Mm. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> um, I guess being an actor, the big thing is you got to be picky about nudity and sex scenes. Right. Yeah. Have you done any? Um. And what is the YouTube link? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you please provide me with. <laughs> um, I haven't done a sex scene. Uh, I have not. And have uh, you made out? Yeah, I made out with a girl in one movie. Hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, I was what going movie? the wrong direction. I know. I was supposed to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Where be is it? I know, right? Hold on. There, there we go. go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it was it was like the most sterile makeout scene ever. Thank God, because uh, yeah. it got clothes, to be no his, clothes, bikinis. Talk, uh, paint us a picture. We were in our pajamas in bed. The whole thing was like silk pajamas, button down pajamas, open with uh, lingerie under them. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Paint us a picture. <laughs> it was really <laughs> Emily. Innocent. I'm really really lonely. We Please paint me a picture. <laughs> We're supposed to be in high school, like and it was like Ooh, our first high school crush, underage, oh. yeah, girl makeouts, yeah, and so it was just sort of like that the name of the experimental movie? kiss, and uh, it's a really bad movie. Wow, bad! <laughs> but it, the scene itself was very authentic, and so I didn't get, I wasn't all that spooked by it, right? Um, but there's a whole lot of stuff, and you luckily they'll give it to you in like the sides before you even go in an audition, yeah. and you'll be like, oh no, 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 but they'll let you know ahead of time what to expect. Yeah, there was this one film that it's sounded kind of interesting. I don't remember a lot about it, but I, I was auditioning for it and they sent me the sides and I was like, there's something about this that seems a little bit off, particularly because, again, it was a lesbian issue, mm-hmm. which I don't have a problem with lesbian issues, yeah. but that's usually where people go when they're just horny perverts is yeah. to lesbians. That doesn't, doesn't turn me on at all. I've me had either, long <laughs> arguments with people about this yeah. because for a lot of reasons, first of all, a lesbian is by definition someone who never, never is going to give a fuck about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this mm-hmm. is someone who's not ever going to be interested in me. So what's attractive about that nothing secondly 99 percent, if not 100 percent, of what is out there of like girl on girl lesbians it's not it's straight women being paid because right. that's the assumption Day-to-day. that it's what i want to see it's just yeah. like this yeah. it's so twisted and, and, and unnatural and has nothing to do with yeah. anything that i mean whatever it's not romantic obviously but it's also so cheap and i'm almost offended that i'm like wait i'm being told this is what i want yeah. It's not what I actually... It's like the whole thing with... Uh, when were we talking about the beauty standards, like the Pamela Anderson? Right. But it's like, stop telling me that what I think is hot. Hot. It's not mm. fucking hot. Good for you. Be louder, Bill. Be louder. Stop telling me <laughs> what I think is hot! 
<laughs> That's going to be my new ringtone whenever you yeah, call me. There it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, literal, the literal reaction. Yeah. It's a classic. <laughs> uh, so, oh. oh, I can't tell you how tired I am. How tired I I, I can't I can't tell you how tired I am. How, so how tired are you? No, I, mean, I can't tell you how tired I am. Um, <laughs> I got to say, there's nothing like, uh, you know, rain on a Monday. I have to say there's nothing. There's, uh, this I'm is an old. For it. This is an old. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's, it's 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 taking everything literally. It's it's an old sketch. Um, oh, okay, where like every okay. character says something like, "Well, I gotta say," or "I can't oh. tell you," but it's like, "No, I can't tell you." No, I have to say. You know, like everything they say. Not is all of us were literal. live in the age of vaudeville. Yeah. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you all missed out. And that reminds me of uh, on your Superman comics. Third Rock from the Sun. I don't know if you ever watched that. Uh, Sitcom back in the day, um, when yeah, Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt um, vehicle. <laughs> when when uh, what was the the goofy one? I can't remember his name. French now. Stewart. French Stewart. He's, Who played uh, Buster he, Keaton recently? In, uh, yeah, Buster can we Keaton talk about at the end of the year? Uh, there's a, a, a show called Stoneface that uh, it's French Stewart. It was written and directed by his wife, and this is all going to tank because I can't. Oh, Pasadena Playhouse. I almost couldn't remember the venue. Pasadena Playhouse, end of the month, called Stoneface. I've heard people who've seen it, and it's supposedly brilliant, and it's about Buster wow. Keaton. A friend of mine French was in Stewart it. Is, is, is Rena Strober, a friend of mine was in it. Magnificent. Fresh off Broadway. So everybody, get your tickets. Nice. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Um, I remember an episode where he gets a job uh, at a bar, the bar as a bartender. <laughs> and his advice, you know, people go to bartenders right. for advice. His <laughs> advice, the whole thing was, well, what are you going to do? That's all he would say, and the person would go, "You're right. I got. I, I got to leave my wife. And I got to do this and that, that. Well, what are you gonna do? You really think I should do that? And they, like they're they're just inferring whatever it is. But right. all he's saying is, "Well, what are you gonna do?" Nice. <laughs> I love that one. Um, who's Anna Kendrick? Uh, she's uh, that chipmunk cheek gal from. Uh, she was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. She was in Up in the Air. Um, I've seen any of these. She's popular. Uh, she was in the uh, whatever the Glee, uh, the 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 um, acapella comedy that just came out was. Huh. Oh, pit, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, and she ended yes. up having like, With, a hit uh, single on Adam Devine. Do I sound like her because of my voice or the dumb shit I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what Jeff is. Uh... Alluding to there, I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with her voice to yeah. uh, to concur Maybe, with that. But yeah, I trust you. Yako says, "Is it a coincidence that Marty Yu is not on the show, and the Veronica Mars movie has started shooting this week?" I've got uh, mm. I've got something on that, but first I want to I want to finish uh, yes. hearing what you wouldn't wouldn't do on camera. Oh, so yeah. would you ever do nudity? Yeah, absolutely. Really? I yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I've, I've done like shower scenes before, but it was like just implied. But yeah, I was in one movie where it was all about motherhood. <laughs> it's actually the best movie I've ever been in. It is a short called The Baby Monitor. You can see it if you go to www.jocelynjansons.com. Um, is down. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it's this short where I play this, this rocker chick who has had a, a baby and, and has no idea what she's supposed to do and it's really lovely because i mean if a lot of women when they get pregnant have no idea what the hell is supposed to be going on because we get a lot of our information uh from like film and media and there's nothing in film and media about what it's really like to have a baby and how fucking weird it is and the bizarre shit that happens to your body and so the woman who made this film made this film because she's like 
nobody knows like until you're actually pregnant nobody will talk to you about this shit except like <laughs> women in a in a in a freaking prayer circle at a, in yeah. a wigwam you know like yeah. so she made this movie anyway so it's all about pregnancy and birth and motherhood and there was a scene at the very end where i was supposed to be in bed naked with my baby and seeing with my baby having come to like some conclusion of of reconciliation of being a mother and and being a female and womanhood blah 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 and i was okay with being naked in the bed in this instant like being mm-hmm. naked with a baby as a woman womanhood blah 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 but then at the end the director was like i think it's too distracting like honestly i don't want people to look at the scene and just be watching your boobs so right. we're gonna cover you but that was an instance where i was like it would be fine for me to be naked in this situation yeah. and right. i wouldn't feel weird about it i can't picture anyone wanting to see me naked in a movie <laughs> so Are i don't really i don't what really feel that like that photo uh, you posted on facebook today with them big veiny arms and the oh, mystery- what about you. you with nothing <laughs> but a cowboy hat uh, can i get a, can maybe, we start a petition <laughs> maybe some gay guys might be into that but no. i don't no. Oh God! Like if you were like lifting big, strong bales of hay and and like wrangling horses, well, maybe I, that would be on. so risky. Yeah, probably wouldn't be a good idea. That would be that would be with super, a cotton hook. Hay is super itchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and don't horses like carrots? You don't want to right. be dangling anywhere around. I just horse. Don't, I don't know that I've ever seen, and I'm a prude, but I don't know that I've ever seen male nudity in a movie where I was like, that was absolutely essential to the telling of the story yeah and rarely female nudity frankly yeah yeah it's rare that it's essential i'd say the crying game it was essential to see that cock yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. have you that seen the crying game not hold back i uh, know it was essential to see that cock in the crying game yeah, I, yeah you yeah. kind of did have hey, yeah it. that's me darren there you go darren found the picture of emily as a as a pregnant punk rocker no uh, that was that's post 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 preggers post preggers um, yeah, pass that around because that's the one bit of work that I'm actually proud of. <laughs> um, this morning show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outside of this. Let's see. What was another iconic uh, nude scene? Um, Showgirls. The end of uh, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, you haven't seen that one, huh? I, watch Sleepaway Camp. That's, that's your... Uh, I don't know Sleepaway. Is that a horror movie? It's a horror movie. Oh, well, they, nudity and horror is absolutely yeah. essential. <laughs> Duh. Well, this this is a very horrifying twist. So, just that, that's your guys' homework. Go go back uh, home and watch Sleepaway Camp, and come back traumatized as I was in the '80s when my dad rented it for us. Oh, jeez, oh. <laughs> we were just like, "What the fuck?" I'm not going to go any into it any further. Just watch it; it's good. I like. Can I say I like nudity in films? I like yeah. nudity in films just because it normalizes it to a certain degree. It does the opposite for me. It, it uh, makes me super self conscious and and a bit uncomfortable. But have you watched the way they do it in the UK? I mean, like it's such not a big. It's yeah. not a big deal. Well, like, yeah, but they're not. That's because they're not hiring body doubles who are hairless and ripped. Right. Well, that's they bullshit. Just ha- they just yeah. have. They just have. I mean, I, I've always respected. I call it BBC casting. I've always respected uh, the UK and Europe in general for. Hiring people who are people, yeah. Hiring people who are actors, like like uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo. I oh, loved that. No, not her. The dude, <laughs> the, oh. the acne scarred, um, older guy with his belly hanging out. I I oh. liked him. I mean, Daniel Craig is a great actor, and I'm glad he's Bond, and I'm glad he has the career he has. Mm-hmm. But I loved um, normal people. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big it's fan so much more heroic when they're when they're when they 
do something heroic. It's so much yeah. more meaningful they're, when they get hurt. It's so much. They're almost more attractive. More grounded. Like ever since I moved out to LA, I found this thing where it's like those really, really super duper like movie star attractive people. You almost become My ears are so familiar with seeing their faces that you don't like. They're not interesting anymore. I've like always found inter- that the, like normal looking people are starting to look like interesting and attractive. Right. Well, the kind of beauty that I've always the, the women I've always fallen in love with, the kind of actors that I like the most. You like quirky. Um, I like people who I they, they, it doesn't occur to me that they're attractive when I first meet them. They become mm. attractive over time, and that certainly that happened in in uh, Dragon Tattoo, the the original version. Like I didn't mm-hmm. the guy walked on screen and I wasn't like ooh charismatic leading man yeah. take me on a journey. Yeah. But by the end of it, I was like I'll follow you into fucking hell, dude. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I remember when I yeah. first saw him, I was like that is the funkiest looking dude I've Goofy ever seen looking, in my life. Weird looking dude. <laughs> looking yeah. guy. Sexiest man. <laughs> Matt Smith is weird right looking. Now. Yeah, he is. His, his ears all He's a little bit out. Neanderthal. Yeah. yeah. Big, Pro huge Maggie forehead. forehead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his ear, ears sticking out. But gorgeous. Like, yes. to me, like, they're, they're two of the most gorgeous celebrities I can I think of I envy right his temporal lobes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, I love nudity in movies. The problem yeah. is they throw me out of the theater every time I <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, what would you not do for money? Uh, right now, nothing. I've been looking on Craigslist for a job, and I'm like, fuck, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm not doing that. So right now, there's nothing I would do for money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, it's I don't hard know, I, when, I you've would... been, when you've been unemployed to have to go back into to working. Like, it's actually right. hell. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, I probably would revisit the... Um, the nudity issue on a case by case basis. I'm, I'm not going to do it for some short film for some young gun director or something like that, you know? Right. Um, and I'm not, I'm generally not comfortable. With it. I know I was auditioning for a film uh, that involved, it was sort of comedic and also very sad and it involved a, a blowjob scene. Um, not me giving one, thankfully, but uh, I was going to say less than zero. <laughs> I thought and, it was uh, cool, man. <laughs> uh, my own private Idaho, too. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, you just did the. <laughs> oh, so the you Caligula do clap. like? Yeah, I'm so going to call that the Caligula clap. Like, you do like yeah, it. yeah. River oh, Phoenix, not Marrow. So you, so you like dead cock? <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> zombie cock. <laughs> <laughs> zombie cock. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm trying to think if there's there's there were times when I've been asked to do things physically that were not easy, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and I have I have hurt myself before. Not not in a way that anyone knew, but I was like, Ow, uh, yeah. I'm good. Another take. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, doing some 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 of the stunt work. Um, and uh, I know when we were shooting Yaver, I got in the ocean and it was freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I generally, when it comes to being on set, I'm I'm a gamer. Like yeah. I, I always feel like it's my job to just say yes, you know. And you gotta mm-hmm. you have to you have to be careful. You have to protect yourself too. But Especially I'm not I'm not made of glass, you know. Yeah. Like sag low budget stuff where they really right. are not thinking of your health and safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've I've definitely done some stuff where it's like, okay, we're gonna dump a bucket of water on you, and it's like, okay, great, it's freezing out. I really don't want to get sick. Um, let's make sure that the shot is set up properly. It's blocked and rehearsed. You know, on, on the, on the mm-hmm. ultra low budget stuff where they're maybe yeah. not necessarily doing as good a job of taking care of you. Um, but I, I don't say, no, I won't do that. I'll just, I'll just make sure if we're going to do this, uh, let's get it right. Let's get it in one take and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, a, I'm not a dick about it, but um, one of the reasons I'm not applying for some of these jobs on, on Craigslist 
is my tolerance for just being willing to take crap. Yeah, that's got to be high if you want to. It's wanna... so low. Yeah. It's, it's almost gone. I mean, there's a ton of crap I'll take on set. Because it's an what actor. you want to be. And in an audition yeah. setting, you know? But, yeah. uh, and I, there's a ton of crap I gladly took as a PA and, and as I was working my way up. But mm-hmm. like the thought of going back into the food industry, I was watching that clip of that woman freaking out at the guy at Dunkin' Donuts. Ooh, um, have you seen that clip? Oh, it's uh, she, she makes a complete fool of herself. Um, I, I read the article because she, they said it, it, it. She had said something racist, but I couldn't make it through the whole clip because she was so annoying. But she's like, "This is on Facebook, and I'm tweeting this out to everyone, so I just want everyone to know uh, this is what happened to me at this Dunkin' Donuts, and it's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. It's just like no class, no style." And her whole thing was she was going to she's tweet this out and make sure everyone knows. And everyone saw it. And it's like, wow, you're a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but and the guy, the guy behind the counter just took it so well. He's like, well, I'm sorry that happened. Uh, yes, this is our policy to give you a free thing. So just let me know what you, you know. He was cool as cool as ice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just made me think like, God, going back out into that workforce. Where you got to suck up so much. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. You got to have such a thick skin. I mean, I, I, I was dating a gal who was always bouncing from food service job to food service. And she just kept getting fired because she. She just wouldn't, there's things she just wouldn't take, you know, Really? she wouldn't, yeah, she wouldn't kiss ass, which is great and admirable, but she just kept getting fired, mm-hmm. you know, cause it was like people wanted to her, wanted her to admit she was wrong when she wasn't. And it's just like, just say you're wrong. Yeah. Cause you need the job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, uh, you must suffer some indignities up at the, you've talked about some of them here on the air with the way some of the comedians treat you and stuff. Uh, well, you know. DJ or sound guys at comedy clubs generally tend to catch, uh, you know, shrapnel, I guess, verbal shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> but it's normally when it's, uh, I don't know what it is about it, but it's, usually it's more when the African American or black comics uh, like to open with uh, things that I've been called, hey, give it up for DJ Kid for free instead of Kid Capri. Uh, which is a famous DJ name. <laughs> um, I've been the, hey, uh, turn the music off, Chuck E. Cheese ass DJ. Like, oh. I've been, wow. <laughs> like, but that, that, now that person, that's Mike Epps that says that one or has said that one to me. But these are their kind of their testers just to see if the crowd will get on board with them. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of the way they ingratiate the crowd to them. Like, hey, let's pick on that. It's kind of right. Bullying. Let's pick, let's on, pick on him and, yeah. and laugh at him for a minute. Um, which I don't know. It has nothing to do with you. It's something they do at any club. They do it at every club. But my, the, the ultimate sound guy's revenge is the comics that come up. And, and, uh, when you say, Hey, well, what, what song would you like to come up to? Oh, I don't care if I know him now, if I know him well enough, I'll do this. Oh, just whatever, man. You can play whatever. So it's usually when they when they say okay whatever, uh, then it's usually it's raining men or uh, yeah something like that uh, macho man or you know YMCA or something like that like, something totally uh, unexpected. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, if you got if you got to if you got to suffer the indignity, you got to find ways to yeah ways to jab back, swipe back. Yeah. yeah. Um. How do you feel about dipping our hands in the mail sack? Oh, I always feel pretty positive about dipping my hand in the mail sack. <laughs> Let's that do that. Is so hot. <laughs> All right. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, 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 mail sack. 
Uh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that was great. All right. Marty actually sorted this out. Sorry, I, I actually dipped our hands in the mail sack so that I could dip my hands into my personal <laughs> <Yeah>. snack. <laughs> Boom. Nice. Well, you're not the only rapper in the house, James. That's right. Um, but I didn't swallow the food in enough time. <laughs> so <laughs> apologize for smacking my lips in the mic while I eat my Think Thin Brownie Crunch, deliciously natural, nutritious, high protein bar, which already gave me a stomachache. Um, Marty sorted it out last week. So or Marty sorted it out this week, the uh, forwarding the email. So we have some. And I also want to go back to some from last week that we didn't get a chance to read. Um, first one here is coming from um, Stephen C. Owens. This is from last week. Um, hey, guys, I know it's probably just Bill, and that's great. Fucking A, right it is. Bill has been a little quiet the last couple of shows, so get buck wild, Bill. Get your freak on. Yeah, well, I got heartbroken, so what are you going to do? But I'm feeling better, so thank you. I'm not exactly getting buck wild or getting my freak on, (laughs) but uh, I'm not as quiet. Um, I just want to drop a line and say that I listen to you guys at work on Wednesdays. Listen to the show at a reasonable volume through my Dre beats, like the Buddhist monks in the private planes. (laughs) You guys sound great. When the show is over, I max the volume and I do a little dance in my chair to the outro music. On more than one occasion, someone has asked me what I was listening to and I let them hear it. The faces that people make when they hear uh, that pimp that fuck dance mix could be a <laughs> meme all on its own. Thank you guys for being so great all day and always. Aww, uh, thanks, nice. man. P.S. Uh, last week, Marty happened to mention where I work. I'm super embarrassed about it and don't tell anyone. Is there any way you could not say the name of the place listed below? Oh. <laughs> do not tell me what not to do and don't uh, tell him what he likes right. <laughs> uh, sure I will not do that um, thanks for writing in um, also again from last week this is from Jane Savage hi Marty, James, Bill and Emily slash Steve slash Dan question mark uh, just James, Bill and Emily <laughs> first time writing in hey hey last week you discussed geek deaths uh, which would have been two weeks ago. Mm. Um, I think Wrath of Khan came up. I don't remember some of the others. I don't know. Uh, I was here for that. Oh, yeah. You might not have been. Uh, so you can no, check. Oh, yeah, I was because I, I threw out Wash from uh, yes, right. Firefly. Yeah. Nerd. Um, <laughs> last week you discussed Geek Deaths, and this made me think more broadly. What is the most uncomfortable death scene from a movie or television show you've ever watched? For example, the one that always makes me cringe and want to look away is the knife battle in Saving Private Ryan. Fucking brutal. Um, where uh, Private Mellish is being slowly stabbed by the German soldier, and Mellish is begging for him to stop. Uh, the soldier is on top of him, and he's just slowly sliding the knife ah! into him, and he's, oh. he's literally begging him not to kill him. But like they're they're wrestling together. It's oh. it's very it's very brutal. Uh, just thinking about it makes me tense up. Anyways, keep up the hilarious conversations. You are all excellent ear candy while I am out running. Indifference to Cleveland. I don't like to judge something that has never had an impact on me. Bullshit! Cleveland's never had an impact on you, Jane Savage. Did you not just hear the Superman discussion exactly. earlier? Are you familiar with Uncle Man of Steel? <laughs> <laughs> and also, do you watch Hulu? Because the guy who goes the following oh, yeah. day, that guy's from Cleveland. You do that <laughs> every time we watch something on that. Marilyn cracks up because I do that. The following presentation like, brought to you by that dude's from Cleveland. So he sounds so cheerful. Cleveland's impacting you guys left and right. You don't even know it. Was that the homeless guy that? Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you remember that that homeless yeah, guy? Yeah, of course Cleveland? I got do. The, with the golden voice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have been impacted by Cleveland. So there. Uh, but thank you for writing in, first time. And uh, thank you for this topic. I do want to discuss this. Mm. Um, those deaths that are, those death scenes that are just brutal. Um, for me, I think 
The Unforgiven has an incredibly realistic, oh, yeah. incredibly sad, slow death scene where the kid is shot. Um, he crawls away. Yeah. He's he's begging for water. Um, and you just he just starts slipping away, and everyone around just wants him to die so that it, so that it's over. It's over. Yeah. Um, it's very slow, very realistic, very I brutal. Yeah. Um, also, master of death scenes, uh, Sam Peckinpah. In oh. both Ride the High Country and Pat Garrett versus Billy the Kid. I think the, the stronger one is Ride the High Country because he was already getting super coked up by the time of Pat Garrett. But they're both death, they're both Westerns. Actually, all three of these are Westerns. Um, and there's something about that, just how like dirty and dusty and dry. And there's, you know, there's no medic. There's no, it's, yeah. it's not going to help. Westerns make for good death scenes. Yeah, brutal death scenes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's Slim, Slim Whitman in, uh, Pat Garrett. And it's the reason that Dylan wrote the song uh, "Knocking on Heaven's Door." He's shot. Um, he goes down to uh, Don, as, as it says in the song. He goes down to the water as the sun is setting, and just slips away. And his wife is, you know, crying and wants to help him. And he's, he's just like, "It's too late. Just let, you know, kind of let let me go." Mm-hmm. And it's a long scene of him sitting as the sun is setting, dying um, by the water. And also, "Ride the High Country" um, has another like lying in my arms, breath slipping out of my body. Uh, climactic death scene that is just gut wrenching. Huh. Guess death scenes don't really stick with me. I don't. Heartless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heartless. Yeah. I sure. Uh, <laughs> how about the death in? Um, oh, it's oh. Okay, somebody go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this. I think about this. Uh, Darth Vader. No, it's 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 a it's a it's a. Um, That's a sad one. Mostly because you're like, wait a minute, that's neither James Earl Jones nor David Prowse. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> um, it's a uh, Plague Dogs. Is that it? The cartoon. It's a cartoon. It's like a Japanese cartoon. And it's about mm. these two dogs who've been tested. It's not Plague Dogs. Oh. But yeah, maybe it is. These two dogs that have been tested on in laboratories their entire lives and they oh, get away. So sad. This is, all right. this is a terrible, terrible story. They get away and they, uh, they get in the... Uh, eventually they start getting hunted down because the government is like, we have these two plague dogs that are on the loose. We have to find them. We have to kill them immediately. But it's a cartoon, so the dogs are, you know, sentient. They talk to each other. Right. Sentient, that's not the word I want, but they're intelligent. They talk to each other. Isn't it sentient? Sentient is just awareness, I believe. Like, all animals are sentient beings. Sentient is just a state of awareness. Communication through dialogue is is more of an advanced state of being. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> All right. I, I um, must I must take my leave for a quick second. Guys, yeah, please. Uh, we have a special guest. Hey, now. We have a special guest in the house. Excellent. So I'm going to go grab him. He left us. A, a he surprise, left us. A surprise to us all. Not me, I know. Um... Uh, so anyway, so uh, the government is hunting down these two dogs, and these two dogs are like best friends, and of course one is really intelligent, and the other one's not so smart, mm-hmm. and they, they're they running, and the smarter one realizes they're going to find us, they're going to kill us, whenever we're on land, they're going to be hunting us for the rest of our lives, and so he says, we're going to get in the water, and we're going to paddle, and there's going to be this island, and, and we're going to make it to the island, we're going to be safe and sound, and you realize as they're paddling, and the other, the He's younger not gonna dog, make it. they both know they're not going to oh, make it. Oh, God! Yeah. Emily. Yeah. I'm choked up over this Japanese cartoon I've even heard of. No. Oh my gosh. And the, the older dog just keeps saying, just keep paddling, just keep paddling. And uh, the younger one's like, we almost there. We almost there. You dying. know what? That's a metaphor for life. Just yeah, keep paddling just and keep you're paddling. never going to fucking make it, dude. Well, you were all going to. None die. of you are going to make it. It's true. It's true. I was watching, I was I was having a very sentimental, esoteric. Uh, Sensual? Sentient? Sentient moment. <laughs> watching the. the, the, uh, the uh, the pre-show uh, commercials. Oh my goodness! 
Dan the Man Etheridge showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> his, his mic's not even on. We're totally unprepared. You're supposed what to be that? on set. Is this what is this mic's on? on? Are we hot? He's is hot. hot. <laughs> You're hot. You're hot. What is going on here? Welcome what the back. fuck is going on, What Bill? are you doing here? I walk in. Did you leave your wallet here or it's, something? It's just so I understand, <laughs> this is the Dan and Marty show. I walk in. Dan's not here. That Marty's not here. That been gone for weeks. Welcome to, the Bill and, welcome to the Bill and Emily program. Yes. <laughs> I recognize you, Bill. Your smiling, sweet Cleveland-born face. <laughs> Cutie pie. And who's this delightful Emily, Dan, Dan, Emily. <laughs> Oh, this is Emily. Hi. Hi, I'm Dan. How are you? Welcome to my show. How are you enjoying it? I love it. I would be here every single Tuesday if I possibly could. Uh, You know what? I'm sure that the fans at this point would rather have you here every single Tuesday. Fans, hey, we're in the middle of a mail. We're in the middle of a mail sack that just praises Emily to the to the heavens. Uh, You know what? I do actually keep uh, track of the uh, the Twitter feed Mm. about my show. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I could see that you are a huge fan favorite. I mean, you've eclipsed Bill easily in just like in moments. In, I think it was said hello. Oh, it was just like boom. <laughs> I like, think Bill's my favorite. Bill is my favorite. Although I, I, I have a hashtag. Say. I have a hashtag yeah. going around. I, the more diplomatic that is, answer would have that is. Well, I just me, met but. you. <laughs> I stepped all over your. No, 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 no. But that's what I do now. Oh, yeah, I just come in, just, yeah. I step on y'all's comedy, blow and, and blow out like a tornado. Yeah, yeah boom. You have to have a very sentimental moment when you walk in. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. It she was, was telling me a story that choked me up. That's a good idea oh, really? though, because we were going to start crying. Yes, there was going to. There were. We were absolutely. That's why we need a third. Fuck that. It was just Bill. <laughs> no, wait. I'm sorry. Go back to the. We were going to go off the rails. Small thing you were doing. If you were Lawrence Welkin up the show, that's awesome. That's that's just the vibe we were missing. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. We'd had a, just about lacking. all the comedy we needed. What we needed was a little treacle. A little, a little treacle. <laughs> just to cut the little comedy. Molassesy, syrupy, <laughs> yes, girly uh, crap. <laughs> um, dude, don't let me interrupt. I actually had a very Dan-centric um, uh, bit that I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Not bit, but uh, I wanted to bring up, uh, obviously because you're, you're in production, and uh, I wanted to bring up the Ryan Hansen video oh, that he yes. posted, uh, a brilliant video. But but in all honesty, and, and I'm happy to talk about that in a little bit, I, if I was interrupting right in the middle. No. Of we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to the mail sack. We got, yeah. a, we got a few to hit, but we'll, okay. we'll get back to it. Does that mean will we be able to play part of the song to close out the mail sack theme just because I didn't get to hear we'll it? We'll definitely do that. <laughs> we'll we'll absolutely do that. I wish, I like, um, so it, we're actually in day two is today of Oh, wow. Movie. We started yesterday. I didn't know that. And uh, we we're kind of in splits, but I knew that we were going to be in daytime shooting. <laughs> it's already. You've already quit. <laughs> We've already quit. Um, the But I knew I was going to be shooting days. The, the I'm here the next four weeks to finish this shoot. We're shooting days. And then I hop on a plane and go right to the Carrie Diary shoot. Right. Which I've had, as I've talked about on the show many times, terrible years as a producer. Terrible. Mm. So I don't mind enjoying the Being that having visit. a good year. So I'm not trying to say that obnoxiously. But what I realized is, because we're in splits, this was the last Tuesday I could pop in really? and say hello before December. Wow. Before I could come back to my show until December. And so I thought, if I don't just sleep for four hours and get up and come here for half an hour and interrupt what you all were doing. Right. We're very really? welcome interruptions. Yes. Very welcome interruptions. Then you can see I, would, I, I wouldn't have the chance to, again, for quite a little while. Just to warn you, if you need a nap... We are going long today. Right. Oh, yes. oh really? If you we need a nap, just hand the show back to us and you'll be out yeah. in seconds. <laughs> you'll get plenty of rest. <laughs> the plan uh, was to go long or it's just... No, we started minutes. super late. We started like yeah. 20 minutes late. So oh, really? 10 yeah. minutes, half hour. That's, hey, you know what? That, that 
is a Marty and Dan that's tradition. Not it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, that's, uh, you know how hard it was to keep this secret, too? I had to tell. When when Emily got here, I did. I, I cheated and I told her. She told her. me because I had no well, frame of reference. She told she Emily and you didn't tell me? I had no well, frame of reference. Because I wanted that reaction. Right. I needed that reaction. I did because you seemed a little less – Brill seemed genuinely, tenderly – Sweetly surprised. Sweet and adorably surprised. I, ironically <laughs> detached. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would describe. In a loving way. He, yeah. uh, he, he siphoned down our personalities just like, like that. Amazing! <laughs> wow, you should be a psychic. Well, hmm. can you talk to my dead cat for me? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> Professor Pickles says, "Why? Why? Why the torment?" <laughs> Just because you I, couldn't I afford. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Show, Just for that reference. Couldn't afford the medication you put me down early. Oh, that's that's not funny because it's true. Why did you insure my hip replacement? <laughs> my mom has uh, dog insurance. Lovely dog. Lola, it's like forty dollars a month, and it all the everything it doesn't cover is everything that could ever happen. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. I don't know exactly. It, it covers lo- like if the house is haunted. Yeah, <laughs> actually, weirdly, it does cover that. I yeah. felt they were reasonably safe. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's the one. That's the only thing it covers. She bought right. a pet insurance policy to cover paranormal. Instances. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, Mom, please, that forty dollars is not. <laughs> going to the right people. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where were we? Uh, yeah, we were just saying uh, the uh, update on the film was uh, the yeah, so Ryan Hansen viral yeah. video, which is a blast. You know, the Ryan, so uh, fun. Everybody, many people of the cast, uh, and so many of them are working. They they contributed really lovely and heartfelt videos, and those were fantastic. Ryan surprised us with that. Really? So we, we did such a good job. Yeah, and and we. We woke up one morning and, and we had a, with a really abbreviated prep on, on this show. You know, all, all movies at this budget range have a tight prep. And we woke up and we were just feeling the strain that particular morning. And then, then the, in the inbox is Ryan like, hey, I, I made, made a little video for the Kickstarter site. And we hit play. And I've never – I mean like – It's so well executed. Yeah, and just cutting – like tr- being totally sincere. Like I almost had like tears in my eyes because I just couldn't believe he had – done this amazing thing and uh and it was right at the moment that we needed to be reminded of pure unadulterated joy and that's what that video was mm, so yeah. it was so well timed for us personally oh see well this ties in was it the baby ties in with the, the rest of the show the one with the baby yeah no, no no if you haven't seen it uh he's he's sort of just looking in the camera and and being so grateful and very genuine uh saying that he basically started out as a as a, as a glorified extra on the show and then it's, it's gone on to so many things and then it just snaps into this ridiculous dance routine, all in one take, from what I can tell. Oh, like, yeah, most very oh, well executed. So one, like after the backflip, it's all yeah. one take. After the backflip, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you this: this is the honest truth. I was watching how much fun <laughs> he was having dancing, and I literally, before the end of the video, went online and started looking up dance classes in Los Angeles because I can't oh, dance, really? and I want to. I want to dance. Well, let's dance together. Okay. I want to dance. I can't dance, I but you can find dance. This video. What? I haven't danced in a long time. What is it called? Um, you know, I. I couldn't find it on YouTube when I searched, but that is more a referendum on me. I found it on uh, tv.yahoo.com. Yeah. I mean, originally it was for the backers. We released everything to the backers first, and this one, we got to the backers first, and then I think Ryan tweeted it out at a certain point after it. But, it, yeah, that was really a lovely shot in the arm from the little, you know. Just pure celebration and, yeah. and joy. And I mean, yeah. it, literally, it's like that he's having so much fun dancing. I need to learn to dance so that I can feel as good as he feels right now. And you also know they say that that's a, that cliche in Hollywood. Oh, he's one of the good guys, which you, you use because there are those people that 
everybody ends up experiencing like jealousy and envy and those the bad things. guys. Yeah, and you beat those things back, especially in the bad guys. Ryan could not be a better human being. I mean, Fantastic. there's really no way you can improve on Ryan. So right. the fact that he is uh, succeeding is, he is single? just happy. Married with kids. <laughs> no! Always the way. Burn! <laughs> well, I'm not at all jealous Straight. of his Married perfect life. Married to a woman. So. <laughs> Married to a woman. <laughs> um, also, you got um, Kristen Ritter coming back. For, uh, I we saw do. the same, uh, uh, the same article. Kristen Ritter's coming back. Uh, Sam Huntington's coming back. Uh, uh, frankly, the, you know, Weevil, Wallace, Mac. Right. Right. Whole gang, nice. Everybody's coming back. So I was uh, wondering what uh, what uh, viral video Marty would shoot if he got brought back. As a- yeah, we <laughs> we're waiting for Marty's video. Emily doesn't know, but Marty had a Marty had a nice little recurring teacher role in uh, in Veronica Mars. So oh. we've been we've been making fun <laughs> of him. All the kidding aside, we would have never invited Marty back. <laughs> 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 I, I'm so sorry, Marty. If you're he's on vacation, right? Is that what? Yeah. He's always on vacation. All right, yeah, Marty's out to lunch. Um, Marty, we would have loved to have Marty back. There's just only so many day player uh, line items in the budget, and at a certain point, so uh, we would. So Marty did a great job on the show. So I'll, there, there's the real. All kidding aside, right, sure. there's yeah. the real AKA. Should we just have that as our little like, AKA? AKA, all kidding aside. <laughs> AKA, he was brilliant. <laughs> so is good. this the one here? That's the one. That's the one. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Should we? Yeah. Should we uh, how long? Is well, it's, it? it's mostly it's, it's like it's minutes. visual. It's very visual. Yeah. Yeah. Very visual. visual. All right, yeah. Let's show the let's show the. Um, so oh. Oh, oh, I see. On spin can cam, we, if I can get it that? to work, do we know how to do that? Do we have do we have Twitter capability on this show? When I was telegraphing when I was last. Let's see. Hey, Marshmallows. Brian Hansen here. I am here to say that I am so excited to be a part of the Veronica Mars movie. Thank you guys so much for supporting the Kickstarter and and the show and all. It's crazy. I I mean, Dick Casablanca started out as an extra. Basically, I said one word. I said... Logan, you know, so know and, and now here we are doing a movie. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I can't express. How well, you, you all can look it up and watch yeah. it because I think I want to see the back one. Is actually, if you if you stop, my heart it here, feels like it's going to explode. I mean, you could probably yeah. see it, or can you hear my heart? Let's go to the dance. <laughs> it's like it's no, crazy. He's got a different feel. Yeah, he's got a different direction. He's going. Kind of got Yeah, you got to get into the dancing. It's it's the surprise of how the dancing starts. Oh, this would be a bad show. <laughs> uh, just, just find it, find it, guys. You're all smart. You You'll find know. it. All right. Excited to hey. be here. Um, um, hey, I'm just looking at uh, my eyes are able to focus a little bit after far <laughs> asleep. Um, Darren, it's all right if there's nothing in your spoken letter. We will. Uh, we can hear your letter today. We don't have to wait till tomorrow because I know you're. But I think loyal. he's he's got to miss. He's going to miss hearing his own letter. Oh, he's gotta, Darren. Yeah, he's, he but we do we do have an audio letter, and we we are going to hit it. Okay. okay. All right. Um, okay. Sorry about that, Dan. I, I, I fucked that up. We no, should no, probably. No. Um, let's. Do you want to keep chugging in the mail sack? Do you feel like? Yeah, 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 feel yeah, like yeah, being in the mail like sack. My my burst of energy and like I'm going to fall asleep again. <laughs> four hours of sleep right now. <laughs> really just came to annoy y'all for a little bit. Oh, couldn't so. couldn't be less annoyed. Um, Devram Turak wrote in. Hi guys, and hopefully Emily C. Hey, long time, first time. Love the podcast. Uh, one of the many from the S- thank S- you network to listen to. So much I want to talk about. <laughs> we'll keep it short. Uh, so I might make it in the mail sack. Well, you just did. Uh, I have to say, I love the addition of Emily to the lineup. She's not only knowledgeable about the subject she talks about, uh, but she's also incredibly funny as well. Oh, 
he mentioned that RPGs. Can I just say uh, we finished our King and Yellow RPG for Call of Cthulhu, and we're starting all of you RPG nerds out there are gonna know this. We're starting the Masks of Nyarlathotep campaign. Uh, crickets, the, the, please. The, the what? <laughs> My eyes have glazed I got over. Masks of, I- masks of Nyarlathotep. Nyarlathotep. How, can I ask you a question? How many, how, how many times did you rehearse saying that before being able to just say it like it's a real word? It took me about... Um, Bill, Nyarlathotep. Five months, maybe. Yeah. Nyarlathotep. Yogg no, oh, brother. <laughs> uh, but I am curious what that is. I don't know if that's something that you already discussed. Uh, Call Cthulhu, Cthulhu, like the whole mythos, is uh, created by H.P. Lovecraft back at the turn of the century. Ah. And it's cosmic horror. And it was just all these stories about uh, really, really verbose language telling stories about people investigating strange things that are going on. And mm. little did we know that the earth has been uh, inhabited by cosmic gods and whatnot. And they're waking, mm. they're slowly kind of waking up. And coming sorry, back so you can see, Bible. you can see yes. why she's so popular on the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway, there's a, there's a role playing game that is, you know, you're the investigator RPG, right? right. RPG, okay. not rocket yeah. propelled grenade. Did I get that right? Did you did, right? but you lost points with hesitation. Oh, Keep going. Uh, <laughs> Nair Lathotep, Bill. Say Nair Lathotep. Nair Schwarzenegger. Lost points. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and that, that's the RPG. And the Masks of Nair Lathotep is, uh, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's an infamous campaign in the, in the Cthulhu Annual. <laughs> Speaking of which, Devram mm. says, I can't tell you how happy it makes me to hear her nerd voice. So you, oh, you just made Devram smile once yeah. again. Uh, and he thanks you for bringing up the ongoings in Turkey. Uh, we were talking about that uh, maybe two weeks uh, ago. Yes. He was born there before moving to Canada in 81. Still has a ton of family back there, including multiple cousins in the center of the events going on at Gezi Park. Wow. Um, if I were responsible, I would have had an update on that for you all. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to. I thought you cared. I do care. I just have a day job. Ooh. <laughs> so, What's that so, like? So sorry, Turkey. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Duty calls. <laughs> Duty calls. They don't let me on the internet at my day job. <laughs> You've only been around for a few thousand years. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Devram's got his own podcast about the all things geek. Uh, it's called uh, Out of the Basement Podcast, and it's at OOTV Pod on Twitter. Um, since mm-hmm. 17th episode, um, so give that a check. Then um, thanks for writing in, Devram. Good to hear from you. Uh, two more. Peter WG. Good morning, Murps. Is that PDG? Uh, That's the original mail sack creator, right? Is it really? Oh, no. Actually, it says Peter W. He signs a Peter WG not to be confused with PDG. Oh, uh, well, hello to both so this PDGs. Is, this is Peter WG. Well, it's still PDG in my book. Uh, he uh, <laughs> doesn't usually get to listen live, but he catches the show through Stitcher, which is a thing. Apparently, <laughs> yes. I stitch. Uh, last week's episode got him through moving the mowing the lawn. The week before pushed him through some video edits, and most the most recent Bill Emily excellent adventure uh, kept him sane while he separated the sorted, sorted books as the four year relationship between his girlfriend and him came to an end. Oh dear! Uh, this week, when I listen, listless masturbation and sad Hulk music. I know that <laughs> feeling. I know that's a long time listener. Then right, because yeah. Yeah. Exactly. you reference listless masturbation, you've been listening to this broadcast. Uh, he fully supports a morning show D and D session with Emily as the dungeon. Master, but only if you can get Dan Etheridge involved. Hey, man. Hey. I'll bring my cleric Uncle Pookie to the table, <laughs> and uh, we'll fight those black puddings together. Yeah. What do you say? 
Uh, Cthulhu. Next, Bill. Uh, don't know if you like the Miles Morales <laughs> Ultimate Spidey. Uh, I don't because I don't know what it is. Um, but he thinks it's better than anything that's being done with Spidey brand at Marvel. Cloak and Dagger have been brought in. Forty Hopes is a yes. successful Ultimate reintroduction. Yes, yes, I do yes. dig those characters. Mm-hmm. Also, after the suggestion, I sought out Runaways and enjoyed the hell out of it. He's a huge Brian K. Vaughn fan. Fuck the Cleave, even though he misspelled Cleave, so fuck you. And right now, uh, I think wait, wait, Saga. Cleave like cleavage. Yeah, or like <laughs> Cleaver. With the A in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which I think it originally had. I was going to say, wouldn't that have been probably the original? I basis? think the original spelling was that, and there was actually something about a typeface on a local newspaper so in the 1870s. Peter G., fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right now, he thinks Saga is the best book on the shelves. Another thing I, I haven't read. Um, okay. And uh, he, he did actually do the uh, homework from months ago and watched Upstream Color. It's like the Larry King oh, column nice. of uh, guest letters. Is that an yes. ancient a reference uh, yep, for you, Emily? Not with you. Where did you used to crawl out of bed and grab your USA Today, delivered to your house, and read the Larry King column? Come on. Where were you in 1988? Uh, I was alive. I was alive. All right. Oh, this Probably is. Probably pot- watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> this is a potentially polarizing one. Uh, this is from Jared. Uh, Morning fellas and maybe a lady. That's exactly how I think about you. She may maybe be a lady. a lady. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> last know, night. Lionel Richie. Single, maybe a lady. Single, maybe twice, lady. possibly a lady. Uh, last night he was working on, on a set of Boba Fett armor while watching Wrath of Khan. Whoa. Jesus, that's a two-foot. <laughs> that's all we need to know about that guy. Cue the nerd voice. Uh, that's, actually, that's actually in his email. We celebrate you, viewer. <laughs> and uh, he figured he would see if we had a preference between Star Wars and Star Trek. Oh, boy. Thanks for the weekly entertainment while I sit at my desk at work. Sounds like a Cleveland doggle. Yeah. Getting into that. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, one is science fiction and one is fantasy adventure. It's like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. Um, I'm a Star Wars guy. I love the, the, the sort of tropes of the Wild West. I love the dust and the rust and the, the guns and the, it, the, the, it, it had a, a grittiness and an and, and a immediacy to it that I really liked, whereas Star Trek is it's so often it's very clean and clinical and it doesn't have the, the, the action and, and some of the violence that, that I got off so much on, on as a kid. I'm, I'm full bore Star Wars. Really? I did yeah. not think you were going to say that. Full bore Star Wars. But you're such a nerd. I actually, I, I, I can't really get through Star Trek. To be perfectly huh. honest, I can't. You just lost a lot of fans. The series. Now, I enjoy, I haven't seen the second movie yet, despite the fact that it has my one true love in it, Benedict. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, I, I enjoyed the, the remake, the first remake that they made. I really enjoyed it. Because it was Star Wars-ified. But I can't, I can't get into the, the television show. I, I hate to say it. Did you see, uh, sorry, slightly different, tro- did you see Benedict in Frankenstein? Yes. No. I, did. I was supposed to go with you and I Although I saw him play the I saw him play the uh the doctor not the monster. Johnny Miller was the monster when I saw it. Frankenstein. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but they flipped it, roles. Right, but Frankenstein is the doctor. Oh, right. Sorry. I thought I thought you were saying did you see him in God the play? God damn it, Bill. It's also the name of the you play. Said, no, but I said did you see him in Frankenstein? You said did you see no, but he was playing the doctor. Did you see Right? Am I right? <laughs> I'm trying to think if you're right. You're I probably right. He's right. I I heard it. Right. Anyway, my point being, you should see it. Awesome. I would love to see it. Yeah. I, I, would I don't think you can anymore. Yeah. You, did, did you see him as the monster? No. Did you see the flip? I, I would have loved to have seen Oh, you didn't see it. I either. wanted to see it very badly. 
But by the time I caught on this NT live thing where the National Theater does live right. broadcasts and movies, it was sold out. Do you do it down at the Downtown Indy? That's where uh, I saw I was going to go Downtown Indy recently to see Helen Mirren do right. a thing, and uh, I don't know, something happened. Oh my God, we what need to make a weekly story. date out of this, guys. We need yeah. to make a weekly date out of this. This is too cool to keep missing. We could do that, and then we go downtown for that party, Summer Tramp, that's uh, almost every Sunday or every other Ooh, Sunday. tell me about this. We live downtown they take this it. bar, and they go into the parking lot, and they put all these uh, inflatable pools and a lot of bars and DJs, and it's one big bathing suited pile of gays for a whole day there where, where is there in men <laughs> i'll go <laughs> what was that did you just have a stroke yeah a stroke. <laughs> that was a tremor of excitement boys. Wow. that was a tremor of excitement i understand that you don't hear them very often from women but that's what that was got it got it where uh, where does this happen it's uh it, it, it they have changing venues so i have to figure out where um but uh yeah in downtown la it's super fun that sounds fun yeah last time i i, I drank too much and i did end up going in one of the pools excellent i had cholera for a year but <laughs> otherwise it was fantastic uh, i'm I'm definitely in. I've always, I've always thought that if, if women treated me the way uh, older gay men did, I wouldn't have so many insecurity problems. Mm. I'm all about it. And I've been working on my uh, bathing suit body. So. Yeah, by the way, everybody here looks fantastic. Yeah. Everybody's been slimming up for the summer. You as just well. Like to say thank you very yeah. much. You get in some sun, too. Dropped 30 pounds. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. It's like half of me. <laughs> I dropped a half an M, <laughs> and to do that with uh, uh, done with that to, to, to do that with catering readily available is a yeah. Is a By the way, one of my flaws is I the way we're talking M about when there's catering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> double M. The uh, is that we were talking about Star Wars and Star Trek, and suddenly we're talking about how good I look with less <laughs> That's that's the magic of the podcast right there. Because I'm a Star Trek guy. Are you really? Just want to put yeah. that out there because I saw a couple people were like. Had some issues with the fact that nobody was giving Star Trek any love, yeah. and I just want to say I I, I, I don't dislike Star Wars, and I don't right? dislike Star Trek. I don't dislike no. Star Trek okay. either. So let's make that all clear. Star, let, let me. I'll clarify. Star Wars gave us, like you were saying, gave us the uh, the, the the Western angle of yeah. the, of the space, which saga. is my favorite genre. So. And Star Trek gave us every fucking thing that we use today. Tricorder, right. that's your fucking iPad. Uh, the flip phones, that's right. your that's your communicators. I mean. <laughs> Everything, everything that, that technology wise was a lot of the, the stuff we have mm. now was patterned after Where's Star my Trek. Yeah, I guess it's coming. Star Trek. I've, I've never been that well, jazzed about technology. Like, I'm not the guy who gets the new whatever phone. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, don't, I don't stand in line. <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. our Wookiees? Yeah. yeah, where's our Wookiees? <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Record scratch. They're with the Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I love technology. I always like try to keep up on uh, what DARPA's doing. Do you guys follow DARPA? I don't know what DARPA is. It's is our, it like LARPing? They're, no. They're the people that are creating basically the, the most outlandish, fascinating, uh, they're basically Tony Stark. They're the real Tony Stark. They're like the outlandish, fascinating war machines that mm. they're creating. Uh, my favorite thing that they ever came up with, I forgot the name of it. It was this walker. Is this uh, quadrupedal walker. It's the AT-AT. It wasn't AT-AT, but it was like man-sized. And you could like shove it and it would scramble and keep itself on its feet. It looked like a living creature. And they made it so it could go across all kinds of different terrain like and do what did it have like a, just carry a gun shit. for a head like you know how you can't get you know anything you can't take military vehicles up through the woods or across great deserts because they'll fall apart this could carry anything and go anywhere because it was basically a metal camel <laughs> wow <laughs> 
look it that's, up. It's amazing. Crazy. Conceptually, that's like if somebody said, "Hey, I'm going to make a metal camel," you'd be like, oh, "That's right, that's a that folly." Yeah, that's a classic yeah. definition of folly. But cool, man. Pass cool. that J. Go yeah. for it. Look it up. It's a, it's fascinating. <laughs> that's crazy. I just read yesterday they just released um, that they have a they scout made walker, a, a two legged version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have a, a uh, it's a, a laser where you can point it. It goes incredible I have distances. One of those. But you can point it to call I in an airstrike. Make cats play with it. Like oh, instead yeah, yeah. of people trying to futz around with you paper can, maps and talking over walkie talkies on you where can to have paint an airstrike. The target with a laser. Yeah, you yeah. literally just point the laser at where you want the airstrike, and instead of getting all this friendly fire, they'll just get the the, the signal from the laser and drop yep. on. Oh, amazing, yeah. See, and amazing that, shit they come up with. What's amazing to me is I thought DARPA was a uh, an animated emo teenager <laughs> from the nineties. I thought that's what DARPA was. Ditto. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, what were we talking about? I've got oh. one final mail sack uh, contribution. It's a Darren's spoken contribution. I'm going to press play and see what happens. Right. Oh, he can see how this Was this our Englishman? Yeah. Good morning, oh. Bill. Oh, I can't hear it. DJ James and Miss O'Hara. We all know that Bill has a certain level of civic pride, but unfortunately, there is no film industry in Cleveland. Wrong. So Bill has had to move to L.A. to fulfill his current dreams. And so Correct. my question is this. Does Bill or either of the other two ever regret moving to California to pursue their dream? And how homesick do they feel? And when is this homesickness particularly acute? How Regards, much time do we have? Darren from Wolverhampton. P.S. For the postscript, I shall read four lines from Sonnet number 18. Shall <laughs> I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of May, and summer's lease hath all too short a date. Oh, brilliant. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That was a bit too classy for this show. Let me, I know. Let me add that. There we go. I got some fart noises and, and slaps. Um, Very well brilliant done. contribution. I love these, uh, I love these uh, voice, voice letters, and I highly encourage more of them. That's a good question, too. Like, I could take up... I mean, good thing we're going over. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, I have a... I have a dissertation. There you on... go. <laughs> no, I've actually been considering moving back. Really? Yeah. To, to uh, New Mexico or to, to Colorado? Uh, probably, or to Cleveland? <laughs> probably New Mexico. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of going back. Like once I've left, I don't like to go yeah, right. back. So, But I have been considering leaving because uh, um, I, I, I'm not too fond of my decision to have moved to L.A. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Whereabouts yeah. in New Mexico? I was from Albuquerque. Oh. Where there is a film industry. Yes. I, I mean, I left there because my pool of friends at the time had kind of evaporated a little bit. And, and there was really nothing keeping me because my friends were basically what was keeping me in New Mexico. Yeah. And so I was like, well, why not make the, the, the move? And L.A. is just not my city. <laughs> but you're so fair-skinned. Don't you explode in Arizona from the <laughs> sun? I mean, Well, it's no worse. Actually, you know, Albuquerque has seasons. There's more sun, way more sun here. Yeah, like there's there's a winter and oh, that's true. Beautiful fall, but the sun in New Mexico, especially in the fall, it doesn't burn you. It just it just kisses you and makes you beautiful. That's the sun in Albuquerque, whereas out here it burns. Have we done any spots for the uh, tourism board? (laughs) (laughs) The sun kisses you. She's already campaigning for her first gig when she gets (laughs) back. I was totally with you on New Mexico, having driven all through it, and it is a lovely, varied. Uh, geographically state. I mean, oh, yeah. I just, when I did this around the nation solo drive about 10 years ago by mm-hmm. myself, I just, I've never been to New Mexico. So I really took, I took two days and just drove all around it. Mm-hmm. 
However, Albuquerque is the asshole of New Mexico. And I'm sorry. I don't know if this whole well, that, sun kissing. I think Albuquerque, the, that's actually the Native American the, word for asshole. Yeah. yeah. No I offense to Albuquerque. Slogan. But I guess lots of. I mean, it really is like. Can I name drop? Where's your name drop cue? Uh, okay, uh, when I was I, Dennis Hopper described Albuquerque as he said, it's just a gas station. It's an elongated gas station. <laughs> yeah, it really it made it made Phoenix look awesome. Yeah. 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 If you love Houston, you'll. Mm, that's all I had there. <laughs> uh, You've got problems. Uh, so yeah. So but anyway. But yes. Generally speaking, New Mexico. Gorgeous state. Really yes. beautiful. Gorgeous. It's the light qualities. And yeah. even though, yeah, it is a gas station, it's the most gorgeously lit gas station in the history of yeah. gas stations. I guess even if New Mexico is, I mean, Albuquerque is the asshole of New Mexico, it still occasionally <laughs> gets to see the sun. Yeah, it yeah, does. The it's the asshole that sees the sun. Yes. <laughs> Chamber of Commerce. Where the sun Welcome does shine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was perfect for that. Bill, Emily, I uh, did know you all running late, and I have to go. Of course. i got to go and do a shot list meeting. So, uh, uh, for, for Yako, why don't you do the uh, second top of the hour? Oh, I certainly way will. Out. Uh, uh, I will in one minute when it is at the top of the hour. Um, <laughs> the I d- Thank you guys for carrying the banner so uh, magnificently. Ah, it's a blast <laughs> in our absence, and I'm sure the fans are digging you even more. But keep on trucking, and I will see you all when I get back. And hopefully Marty will be back. So I don't know where the hell Marty is. I don't know where Marty We'll have national is. theater dates. Yes, we'll have national theater dates. I can talk about how the Veronica Mars movie went and how uh, Carrie Diaries season two went. So tune in yes. to both. But uh, DJ Jean's always good to see oh, your face. I miss you so much, sir. I'm glad, Thank you so much, Glad Bill. you popped in with us. Yeah, yeah very exciting stuff. Me. Nice to have met you, Em. Nice to meet you, I'm gonna too. I'm going to go drop another M. <laughs> in, in, well, maybe I'll gain an M on set. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for filling in. My pleasure. All right. All right. Goodbye, everybody the, uh, out there. Bye. It's good the, talking uh, at you. Top. Oh yeah, here's oh. the top. <laughs> and that would have been the perfect way to. And <laughs> it's the top of the hour on. What the fuck are we calling? Oh, see, you guys, <laughs> you guys think okay, it's everybody. Easy. You it's, think it's so uh, easy. Eleven a.m. It's the top of the hour on the Smodcast Morning Show. Uh, Nooner Dan Marty, which was formerly Dan and Marty, and was sometimes Bill and Stephen and Marty, and then became Bill and Marty, and now is sort of Bill and M with occasionally Marty, and sometimes Dan. <laughs> Eleven a.m. There it is. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Adios. All Great right. to see you. Ciao. Break a leg. Um, um, to, to answer Darren's question, yeah. uh, homesick every day. Yeah. Regret it. Never. Um, there is a film industry in Cleveland. They're shooting Captain America two there right now. Uh, and I could have stayed and worked, uh, maybe even year round, although probably not as in crew, but, uh, as a performer, the opportunities just aren't there. Right. Um, so in that sense, yes, you're right. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm homesick all the time. The worst of it was father's day. Uh, because I'm obviously I missed my father. I wanted to be with my family. I didn't want to be alone. Um, and, uh, just the, the way the, the pieces have fallen right now in LA, I, I am. And, and, you know, LA can be a very lonely town. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of things about LA that are extremely challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not special. Everyone's out here chasing a dream. Everyone's better looking than you, more talented than you, more than successful than you. It's just, and you, you have to train your mind to do things that my mind doesn't normally do, which is count your blessings Right. Look for the positives. Look for the lessons. Uh, be proud of yourself for even being here. Um, 
not compare yourself to other people. That's I mean, I mean it's, it, these yeah. are these are things that I don't do naturally. That I'm only now as I'm turning 40 sort of actively trying to address their life lessons. They're like huge yeah. life lessons that you spend your entire existence trying to hammer out. Right. But, but you get like, you don't have the, you don't have the cushion that you have in, you know, smaller markets. So, right. you know, you, if you, if you compare yourself to people, you stack up pretty good, right. like out here. And, you know, having the, having the, uh, support system of, of family and friends who've known you for a long time. I am lucky that I do have some college and even high school friends out here. Um, mm-hmm. very lucky in that regard. And I'm also lucky in that I love the city of Los Angeles. I think I've mentioned this before, but even if there weren't an industry here, the architecture, the weather, the, uh, the history, um, and even as a fan of movies, that history too, mm-hmm. uh, the geographic variety, you know, the, the kinds of hikes you can go on. And, and, you know, I just, I was just up in Santa Inez and then over in Joshua tree and, you know, San Diego's right there, you know, the ocean, the, the desert, uh, I do love Los Angeles, even if I weren't making a living as an actor, even if I weren't getting a chance to perform. Mm. Uh, I do love this city, and I, I definitely don't regret moving. It is hard. I have It's so hard, I have literally fallen down on my knees crying and saying, why is it so hard? That's yeah. how hard it is. That's LA. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, and that's from a guy who's actually doing well, by the way. Right. That's from a guy who yeah. gets a full-time paycheck even though he doesn't do full-time work. Right. This is a guy from who is doing interviews down at E3 and has an action figure in his likeness coming out. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know. So, so it's tough. It's, it's brutally tough, frankly. Um, and it's a constant head game to try to not go insane. Yeah. And that's, that's not fun. I wish it wasn't like that. Um, but uh, – I do think it's I do think it's worth it in the end. I do have faith in the things that are coming for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love it here, um, and you know there is an ideal in which I would uh, get a chance to live and work in Cleveland a part a good part of the year, maybe in the summers or something like that, or, or take productions to Cleveland, or uh, just be able to go be in, in control enough of my career that I could say I'm going home for a month right. and not have like. Not have that be exactly when all the auditions come my way, you know, right? Um, or be like, I'll tape my auditions from home. Be you know, so great kind of to thing. have one of those like television jobs where you know it's like school, like you right. work for several months and then you got several months off. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You know, you have a job right. to come back to. And that that's one of the that's one of the tortures of L.A. is that carrot, that brass yeah. ring. The keep, it'll keep you out there, right? You know, and then it happens to the guy standing next to you, and you're like, it could have just as easily it'll happened happen to, to me. the girl who stole your boyfriend, as who usually happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working towards. See, I'm. I only moved down. I cheated a little because I didn't move from another state. I moved down from Sacramento, uh, which is Northern California. But my my goal, what I'm striving for here, is to create something. You know, with podcasting and with voiceover. Uh, you know, get myself established to the point where I can, if I wanted to, move back there or anywhere and continue to work in that in in the industry from wherever I'm at. Because that's where technology is taking us now. That's that's another reason why we're going to call back to Star Trek. But that's another reason why mm-hmm. I, I love technology as it is now, as far as with that re- with regard to being able to work and not have to be in the pit of hell that we <laughs> know as L.A. You know, I, I love it here, but at the same time, I would love to be somewhere else and and be able to breathe and not uh, you know. Not worry about uh, the day to day things like lock your door. That guy looks crazy. You could possibly, I mean, that could happen anywhere. Yeah, but it's more likely to happen. I but think, then there's LA. special things about LA, like the yeah. fact that you can't. 
park in a Trader Joe's parking lot or you have to sit in your car for a half an hour waiting for a parking spot. Somebody to, yeah. I mean, Which Trader Joe's do you go to? absurd. This is any Trader Joe's when I get off work. Literally. Uh, when you get off work, yeah. Five, yeah. To, five to about seven, maybe four to about eight. You cannot get parking at a Trader Joe's parking lot within, yeah. you know, 20 minutes. And it's like, I'm sitting, it's like, God, this is my life sitting here in a waiting, <laughs> waiting right? to get a parking Holding space pattern. in a Trader Joe's. It's absurd out here. I would, yeah. yeah I'd, if so, you would go back to Cleveland. Um, I don't know. I actually have been wrestling with, uh, and, and it's just because of there, there's just been some emotional wreckage in my life, and I uh, have been asking some bigger questions. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what else I would do. Right. This is actually my backup plan. Right. I came out to L.A. because I thought I was going to be in a band, rock star. Yeah, I thought I was going to be a rock star first in Dublin, then in Cleveland, and uh, it didn't happen. And this is my fallback. Well, wait till Ambitious Breakfast takes off. Oh, I'm so psyched for that first single. Yeah. What's going to be? James, we're going to yeah. need some beats. Uh, yeah, we're going to be free. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's tough because this, this is my fallback plan. So I don't, I don't have a plan C. Yeah. And I've been trying to, I've been really trying to examine my skill set, my passion and things that I'm good at and, and see what else, what other practical, it, would it be teaching? Would it be, you know, I just. No, I'm with you. I don't, I, it's just not there for me. I mean, I, I will do something else if this doesn't work out because. I'm starting to realize now that I, I would like to to be married and, and maybe have a family, which is not something I had thought was in the cards for me before. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the cards for me right now at all. But uh, it looked like it would have been yeah. <laughs> very briefly. Yeah. And and there was something appealing about that. Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't, know how to, I don't know how to get there. But uh, fuck, I don't know. Now I'm super depressed. Yeah. I was, I was, wow. feeling, I was feeling kind of good. I was really pumped. Because my, my whole thing was like, yeah, I'm pursuing my dream and I'm succeeding at it. And I'm in the 1% of SAG after members who make a living from acting. Right. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I got an action figure. And now I just fucking <laughs> yeah, I just want to crawl back home with Down. my tail between Dan. my legs and try to, back. Try to find the, the, the nearest passably cute girl to knock up. <laughs> Bill. That's weird. That's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, no, seriously, it is. I'm going to go cry. No, yeah. um, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough, but anything rewarding is tough as hell. Yeah. yeah. If it ever pays off. You know, like they always tell us, uh, there was this meme going around about how poor. Um, was it the hamster with the suit of armor? No, that was cheerful. <laughs> this was uh, Matt LeBlanc. It was a, a meme about Matt LeBlanc and how he had $11 to his name when he booked Joey and how when he got his first paycheck for friends, he spent it on a hot meal. And, you know, there, there's so many stories like that. Like Burt Ward, when he got, um, when he got Robin. Robin in Batman, he bought his wife a KFC chicken dinner because it was the first time they'd had like a full dinner in months. And oh, so like wow. you hear all these stories and I'm like, yeah, that is inspiring. Yeah, that is great. But maybe it's just because I'm a really negative bitch <laughs> that I am aware that for every one story like that, there are 5,000 stories of the people who came out here and never had a hot meal and had to go back yeah. home and had to find the job that they didn't want. And, and there also is, and I don't mean to be cynical either, but there is a, a, there is a shifting and very painful reality mm-hmm. in, uh, in the landscape of this career where the, the roles that those guys got that changed their lives, they don't go to unknowns anymore. No. Established film actors get... Those roles. Yeah, and, Lee and, Schreiber's doing something yeah, now. He's people, amazing. People who get, uh, you know, people who are auditioning for one or two line co-star roles that are how you sort of get out there in the first place and, and have sort of a day-to-day living. Those are going to people who own theater companies and have been the leads of their own show. Or have know? been guest stars for a long time right. on uh, shows. It's just, and, and 
you know, I, I don't want to bitch about having work, but I was just at SAG yesterday about uh, a residual check that I thought was coming. I had a co-star on The Soul Man. Mm-hmm. And it turns out SAG negotiated with TV Land Network a special contract where uh, I believe the details are TV Land gets 12 airings of a show before it has to pay a residual check. Mm. It's either 12 airings or 12 months. So for oh. I, I, the, my episode of Soul Man ran last August. And it, it's run six, seven, eight times, and I haven't gotten a, I haven't gotten a penny. Oh, I got the, I got paid for the day to shoot the show. Yeah, and it's, rate, it's, yeah. it's aired six or seven times, and it's been a year, and I haven't gotten a penny. Yikes! Like I booked wow. a co-star role on TV, and I walked away with like six hundred fifty dollars, and that was the only co-star role I've booked in my career. It's like mm. I can't get by on six hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, that just the, the reality of, of our industry has has really changed. It's quite grim. Yeah, and a lot of stuff with uh, people being able to go online and not have to pay as much, or you know, y- non-union jobs taking a lot of work. Uh, there's nowhere near as much work in the city of California. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just said city of California. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the, and, and I, here I am saying how proud I am that these movies are shooting in Cleveland and such. But uh, you know, Louisiana, um, New Mexico, New Mexico, Ohio, uh, uh, Vancouver. You know, there just is not. There, there's a tiny percentage of, of, of the work that there used to be and it's going to people that are already well established yeah um it, i mean it, it, that's why i'm doing what i'm doing which is making my own pilot and directing my own film because if you don't make your own stuff you're going to make you're going to spend your life not making stuff because exactly. you can't get picked anymore the way these you know yeah. these great stories which are you know carrots in front of the donkey they are great stories and i hope to have that story one day but um they're just not it's not just that it only happens. It's not just that you're only hearing about the one success and not the 5,000 failures. It's mm-hmm. that, that that one success, success is, is dwindling. Is, yeah, it's yeah. dwindling to a tiny percentage of what yeah. it used yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and the failures are going up because the numbers of people coming out and, you know, o- overnight sensation reality TV stars and blah, blah, blah. Right. The, 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 the population of Los Angeles just swelling daily, really? you know, with people who are younger than me and have more resources than me and blah, but blah, not blah, you know. cuter and sweeter than you. Aww, that's why I got done. <laughs> we uh, got to talk about something cheerful. This is yeah. no way to end the well, show. This is, I'm going to tell you cheerful. Look at it this way. There was one that came out here with stars in her eyes. Elizabeth short. God bless her. The black doll. Right. You can always end up that way. So as long that's as you're still, you're still show, up and running. Yeah. On that if you haven't been hacked into pieces and stuffed into a bush in a parking lot, you're doing better than Elizabeth short. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks She's so much for tweeting in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's still getting work. Yeah. Damn it. Fuck her, bitch. Um, uh, big, huge thanks to Dan for popping yeah. in like that. Thank that you, put a Dan. big smile on my face. Um, uh, James, thanks for thanks for executing that. Uh, listeners, thanks for your patience this morning with the uh, the Ustream and the and the going live late um, and uh, tweeting in and, and mail sacking. We might have Marty next week. Is that the case? I believe so. Excellent. We'll be back. Looking looking forward to that. And hopefully Emily will return. No pressure. Probably. <laughs> I got a day job. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a nine to fiver. Ooh. <sighs> yeah. So, if anybody knows a way out, let me know. Yeah. I'll gladly take it. Uh, are they hiring by any chance? You don't want the mailroom. The handsome guy in the mailroom. The, they, uh, no. And the girls can no. talk about it. It's a, it's a police state. It's a legal firm. That's a police state. It's awful. I can't check my I can't check my Facebook online. I guess. 
I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch up with you next week. Have a great one. Yes. See you next Tuesday. Hit that box. Hit that box. This has been a production of Smudcast Internet Radio.